everyone, this is Chris from History Boys here. Please note that this episode contains descriptions of topics that may be distressing for certain people to hear. That includes, but is not limited to, subjects like abortion, back alley illegal abortions, and a number of horrendous medical practices. If that feels like it would be too much for you, we fully understand and would love to see you for our next episode. Thank you so much, and do your best to enjoy the show. Hey everybody, once again, you are listening to us, the History Boys. I am Christopher Whedon, and you know, I am a history boy. Ah. I and I am I am back back ah. from my COVID His vacation. vacation. <laughs> um, I had the common decency to get to COVID right in the two week block between recording. Yeah. I know. Well and I was I was fine by the time we had to record the last episode, but um but then my kid was still testing positive and I couldn't yeah. get a babysitter in the house and it was just pandemonium, so uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. I mean, you were being you were being selfish and thinking of only yourself and your child and your loved ones. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I listened to the last episode and uh, uh, how dare you bring up my uh, foiled bank robbery. Uh, oh, yeah. Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just came uh, to mind. And I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy, as always. Thank you so much for listening as we delve into... Something controversial. It had to happen sometime, right, guys? Mm-hmm. But with us today, because it would be, frankly, it would be kind of stupid for us to not do this uh, subject matter without at least somebody that has a uterus. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Well, it's like last week with, uh, with, with you know, or not last week, last episode. Uh, you know, you don't have Zach to talk right. about music, so you have to bring in someone to talk about music, Aaron Wee. Mm-hmm. When you have to talk about fallopian tubes, you bring in this gal <laughs> right. right here. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Sally Jordan, everyone. Happy Funny to be here. Comedian. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> Thank you for, for joining you. us. Um, you, I think uh, this would make you the first official history boy that's also actually not a boy. Yeah. I think the I mean, like, I, the rules of cats apply. Like all cats are boys, all history right. people are boys. History boys so. are all boys, even if they're girls, yes. or yeah. whatever, however you choose to identify. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, very happy about to be yourself. Here. Oh, uh, Sally, I am a, a, a sometimes a comedian, all around, <laughs> just funny, funny gal. <laughs> indeed, indeed. A sometimes Twitch streamer. Uh, and I am in human resources by day, All which right. is real fun. Almost as good. <laughs> and I have a cat named Anya, and she's she's the ding oh. ding best. I also Yo, yeah. I used to be uh, the vice president of Students United for Reproductive Justice at University of Nevada Las Vegas. So All right, this there you is go. right up my alley. Yeah. I also and- one of my favorite bits to do, uh, like in in just basic conversation is to say, like, if I want people to pay attention to me, I'll be like, yeah, so telling an anecdote. Yeah, the other day I was crowning, and, uh... (laughs) But I want that to stay as a bit, which is why I care about this topic in particular. Indeed. Indeed. Yes, I understand. 
Another uh, fun I'm one sure is I've never uh, used that bit either. That's your bit. That's yeah. oh, no, you it. It's gross. <laughs> it works though. It works. Yeah. If you really want to command a room, start off a story that way. <laughs> yeah, it's a power move. <laughs> or or say, yes, yeah, so I was in estrus the other day and <laughs> It's effective. Uh, yeah. As long as it's uh, just you, a goof, though. Yeah. You also used to work in at uh, 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 Planned Parenthood, right? I did, yeah. I worked at yeah. Planned Parenthood of Southern Nevada, which is part of Planned Parenthood of the uh, Rocky Mountains. And, uh, yeah, I worked in their community outreach and education office. And we were mostly focused on uh, lobbying every session that we could for comprehensive sex education, which is a thing that Nevada still does not have. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was our big, that was our big uh, focus when I was working there and also doing campus outreach. Yeah. It does. Obviously we did a lot of great works. (laughs) Indeed. Well, you know, I, you know, fighting for anything like that, I, I personally feel is, is a good thing. Which brings me to the introduction of this episode. We are doing basically the history of abortion, right? And I I almost want to call this the incomplete history of abortion. It it is in no way a totally complete history, right? We don't have that kind of time. We don't. We don't. And something I just want to get across right off the top is that, you know, we have an inherent bias here. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all pro-choice. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And I'm not interested in arguing with anyone. Um, you know what you can do. Um, you don't have to listen to us. And I think that's okay for you. My personal feelings uh, in this uh, in this realm is that I have a penis. Um, <laughs> and I do not have a uterus. So I personally feel that no one should even be asking me uh, what my thoughts are on this particular subject, because I have no frame of reference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any any man does, uh, you know, someone with a penis and not mm-hmm. with a uterus. So I personally feel that there shouldn't be abortion law. It would be, you know, there, there just wouldn't be any mm-hmm. laws, you know, about it, because there's none having to do with, you know, my penis, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's my personal feeling with that, right off the bat. Just to piggyback on what you're saying, Jerry, it's like when you don't have a frame of reference, it seems pretty absurd to be making choices on regulating these things. Right. Right. Yeah. But if 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 they are going to ask, right, which Mm -hmm. they will, you know, they're going to ask us what we think about this when it comes voting time. Right. That's what they always say now. Right. They try Mm -hmm. to scare us into voting, I guess, is that. you have to at least know what you're going to vote for, right? Mm-hmm. Like what yeah. it means to vote a certain way, you know, what that what the implications are. And that's that's sort of the point of this episode. You, you know, know what, what I mean? you know what really, really sucks is the amount of women that are anti-choice too. Mm-hmm. Right. That's something that is really hard for me to grapple with. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier to like laugh at the idea of of men well i mean laugh so you don't cry at men having opinions on any sort of reproductive issues but there's just so many women that disappoint me and i i can't even begin to engage with them Mm -hmm. because they should know better 
<laughs> yeah. Now, maybe I'm out of line, and if I am, Chris, just feel free to cut this out. But I almost, you know how, like, there's, like, kind of, like, the adage that everyone should work in the service industry for, like, a year? Yeah, yeah, Because it'll give them perspective. Maybe just, like, everybody should have, should be put in a position where they have to get an abortion just once. Because I feel like if you're, if, if you're anti-choice and you don't have the means to have and raise a child it might change your perspective on things that's all i'm saying yeah. but there's a lot of strings attached to that statement. i definitely there's a lot saying. of strings yeah i definitely yeah. understand what you're saying yeah tyler armor trout pro forced abortions a full-blown full <laughs> umbilical cord attached to that <laughs> yeah you know, i understand you, what you're saying make I, a matrix I'm put the already. boys in there too Ooh, you there put you them go. all in a matrix don't kill them because if you die in vr you die in real life but mm -hmm. like you oh, put yeah, them in yeah. there and then you make them all think they, they they're gonna have a baby and they're like i don't know any any case whether it be age or financial standing or just emotional mental preparedness and uh you'll see people when they're actually in that position maybe change their minds so what you're insinuating is we need to create a uh, virtual reality mind yeah. sphere yeah. that is indecipherable from reality yeah. That we've put everybody in and make mm -hmm. them feel all the suffering of everyone else in the world mm -hmm. so that they can understand uh, how everyone else feels. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do it. Okay. <laughs> I think you're putting a lot of confidence into other people's ability uh, for empathy. Yeah. Some people just don't have that. Yeah, I that's worry, true. but and I think the people building these machines should have no empathy as well because it would, uh, you know, it, it you know it'd be hard. So they need to be complete sociopaths. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a little emotionally put exhausting, you know. Put them in there, yeah. It would be hard on people who are empathetic to build this machine that's going to create mass suffering. Oh man, no, they 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 unveil it at E three and like you know oh like God. Cliffy B goes back to Epic and he comes out on stage and he's like Unreal Engine five abortion sim <laughs> indistinguishable free from reality in VR and and it's like and the best part is it's mandatory. <laughs> you're in it right now and you're, you're all pregnant. you're already there. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Isn't anyway, that, that's kind of a that's you know one of the the not purposes, but I think that's the takeaway that uh, like alien alien is supposed to give men. Oh yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh yeah you're the ones getting fucked and impregnated. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, like violated to keep it. So uh, yeah, I think mm. that's one of the most interesting things about alien. One of the yeah, first yeah. Uh, of its kind to really flip up that narrative. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, follow yeah. basic quarantine rules. You know, just just yeah. just follow yeah. them. Yeah. Especially if there's aliens. This all could have been avoided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taught that damn robot how to feel. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I admire its uh, purity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, abortion and contraceptives, they have existed since humankind has walked the earth. There, there are fossils. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't mean fossils, but, you know, there, there's things that they, they figured out. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they'd put uh, wax on the inside of the vagina 
as a, no. a contraceptive. Uh, Quick sidebar, like, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. No, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. it's dangerous. Not recommending uh, all of these things. Yeah. So, but they I can just see that conversation. Yeah. 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 That's why safe birth control should be easily available. Yeah. So you don't yes. put wax yeah, in your genitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, honey, uh, I don't want to get that. pregnant. Put wax in your vagina. Put wax on the tip of your dick, motherfucker. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. I was like, that makes more sense. Yeah, it makes way more sense. That up. Yeah. Um, Dip your wick, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a baby bell. You get on, peel it afterwards. <laughs> uh, like no, were, it'll be there. so smooth when you take it off, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or you use like a paraffin, a paraffin bath before on your feet. Yeah. It's just oh, like yeah. that. I'm vaguely aware of the concept. Now, within these old methods of, of abortion, there were these herbs that were used uh, in the old days. And it's all just sort of like folk uh, medicine is what this is. Uh, there was tansy, penaroyal, uh, black cohosh, and the now extinct sylphium. And they would use these herbs to basically force a miscarriage, things oh. like this. Other ways were strenuous activity and, of course, trauma to the abdomen. Mm. These were all the old ways of, That's of not abortion. Funny. The classic fall down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. They, they would give, like, violent massages to the abdomen, too, to try to, like, force it out. God um, damn. My yeah. cat has done that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> Only when my bladder is full, like, just to get me up in the morning. Yeah, something about cat. They know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know. Cats know. know. Like, if I press here, I get fed sooner. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Having to hide around the corner at stomach height so you can pop out and try to scare the baby out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that doesn't work. (laughs) No. That's for hiccups. (laughs) Yeah. I know, and, and I didn't get the memo. Now I got a son. Yeah. So. yeah. Did you but try that? Your wife that? doesn't have hiccups <laughs> all the time. You gotta, you, you gotta throw out like a like an adzooks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You yeah. Know, it's like uh, you get out of there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tried a Jason mask. He tried all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, got right up in there too with the mask and just didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> right up in there. Well, I tried the Jason mask, didn't do anything. Peaked up the whole, <laughs> I, like... Well, I, I realized that he had no frame of reference, so then I made my wife's stomach watch all the Nightmare... Or, uh, all the Friday the 13th movies, mm-hmm. pardon me. Put the and headphones over the stomach. With yeah. the headphones over the stomach, <laughs> then tried it again, still nothing. Then I, mm-hmm. But by then, it had been nine months, and he was too out. Too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too late. Big fan of Voorhees now. But <laughs> 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 yeah, the opposite effect. He's like, I love those movies. Those are great. Uh, yeah, but there's actually uh, there's actually coins from Cyrene, modern day uh, Libya, I believe that on the back of them, there are actually stocks, the now extinct sylphium. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like fennel. Oh, is what it Did was. Did it work? All of these herbs, things, all of these herbs, if you basically like take too much or put them up the vagina, mm-hmm. they can be poisonous. Yeah, that's deadly. what I'm. That's the thing I'm thinking is it's like you basically take poison to the point that you miscarry. Yes, 
That's uh, what that was. It's yeah, like a chemotherapy a woman, kind of approach almost. Yeah. 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 Right. There, there was a woman in like the late 1800s that died from ingesting pennyroyal oil. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. So it's like it had to have been that, you know, that probably killed a lot of people, you know, yeah. over the entire course of using those kind of herbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So untold. did childbirth, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> lot. yeah. A lot of people, uh, you know, they, they point to the ancient Greeks, to Hippocrates and the Hippocratic Oath, you mm -hmm. know, as we know, you know, do no harm. That that oath that all doctors take uh, yes. to this day. Um, the thing about the Hipp Hippocratic Oath is it's changed a lot over the years. And, you know, the original Hippocratic Oath also said that surgery was forbidden yeah. mm -hmm. because it was a bad idea back then to cut somebody open and try to put, put them back together again. Um, Fair. It Fair. Just, I knew yeah. that from Hugh Laurie on uh, House MD. House MD? House MD. Yeah. yeah. House MD. You're, familiar, you're familiar with House MD? <laughs> I specifically remember um, it was in one of my history classes. They had an image of of like early attempted uh, blood transfusions. Yeah. And they just have like almost like, you know, like the, the you know, for the fireplace, you get the air moving. It was like bellows. one of those. Bill, yeah, 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 it yeah. Was, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a bellows full of like sheep's blood and they're just. <laughs> They're just trying their best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, clearly the technology just wasn't there yet. There's ways so that yeah, we learn how things it. don't work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Trial surgery back in the... They're like, you pull it all out, you put it all back in, it'll work itself out. Just <laughs> jump up and down after we sew you up and it should all just kind of settle back into place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, not quite the case. <laughs> um, Aristotle uh, had this to say as far as abortion went. Quote... It must be practiced on it before it has developed sensation and life, for the line between lawful and unlawful abor abortion will be marked by the fact of having sensation and being alive. End quote. Now, what he's talking about here is something he talks about a lot in his philosophy, which is biographical life, not necessarily biological life, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot like in the Jewish faith. They believe that when you take your first breath, that is the beginning of life. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's from the beginning of end, uh, beginning mm -hmm. to end. Like when I tell you guys stories on the show, it's from when they were born to when they die. Right? Mm -hmm. That's biographical life. You, mm -hmm. you can't perceive of life when you're dead and, you know, when you're not born. Right? So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so if you don't, the one thing I've always said about the, you know, when do you believe life begins argument is that I think that there to, to point it at a specific moment uh, is sort of ridiculous because scientifically that doesn't exist. So in a weird way, like the way Aristotle's talking, I mean, I, it almost seems like you do legally probably have to have lines somewhere. Right. But I think it has to come up to a lot of like decision and, of when that is but the, like like you're saying is like as a man like i feel that that's not my decision to make you know yeah. mm -hmm. um because it's it is gray area it is it's not black and white like to say that life begins at conception or what life begins at birth i mean life began you know six billion years ago is that's when life began and it's been a constant ongoing thing about life you know giving birth and 
you know, I, it's all so connected through biology and evolution that to say that there's a specific moment just seems archaic to me. Right. Is that well, fair? You have to ask yourself, yeah, you have to ask yourself, too, if this is a scientific <laughs> question or if this is more of a philosophic question. It's both, in a yes. sense. It's, it's a philosophical question because morality is inherently philosophical, right? What, the right and wrong is philosophical. Yeah. You know? And there can be scientific basis for those things, and there should be. But ultimately, a lot of philosophy comes down to sort of cultural belief, and that's what makes this subject so difficult, you know, being such a large divide. Well, and then how do you legislate something that is mm-hmm. mostly based off, like, a philosophical thought? Yeah, so, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what, yeah, I mean, that's what well, starts happening well, later well, on. Well, that's kind but... of more like when, as somebody who doesn't believe in the Bible, you know, like I do believe there is, there is right and wrong, but these things are complicated in gray area. And as societally, we have to understand as a group, we have to agree on what these things, like, of course, I think murder is bad. I don't, but I don't believe in all 10 commandments, you know, <laughs> 10 commandments doesn't that, mention rape, for example, yeah, a lot you of know, shit that it leaves out. Yeah. I'm big on the graven images command. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I use that in my everyday life very frequently. Um, you know, I'm okay with graven images, just not of the Lord. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and my neighbor has a TV that's just slightly bigger than mine, and um, I want it. I wish uh, it was you've mine. been doing some coveting? Yep. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm, I've been covetous. Oh, that's bad. Slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. Slippery murder. After this. Yeah. 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 Abortion oh. wasn't really even looked down upon. Really. There's not a lot of trace of it uh, really being looked down upon or, or being illegal until the Christian era, of course. Mm-hmm. And that was more because during that time, during the Christian era, you know, there's a lot of reasons for this, but, but Christians just... <laughs> Do not like women very much. <laughs> I've noticed you know, that. I, I've actually, yeah, yeah I've noticed that. Yeah. The, f- the first, like, first chapter is pretty damning. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, there there was the uh, Malefius, uh, Male- Malefius, right? Mal- Maleficarum, which mm-hmm. is the book on uh, witches, right? Which is mm-hmm. an incredibly damaging uh, book towards women that, that really went after, like, midwives and people that took the birthing like power away from other women right like for mm-hmm. a long time it was just it was women attending to women as far as birthing goes right mm-hmm. and at some point like they were like nah there are a bunch of uh, kooks that are doing this and there are witches they're witches you know? number one lady and, problem witchcrafts r- right yeah. exactly and so they were like you know who's like the craziest witches with all of their potions and spells that help women in these situations where a lot of women die in childbirth simply because a man was there? I'll get to that here in a second. It's these midwives. They're definitely the witches, right? So the, that it yeah, really went after. Problem. Yeah, that book definitely went after midwives uh, more so uh, than. That's insane. Yeah, really any other group. But honestly, though. It, it, it really wasn't until the 19th century that even Catholicism uh, didn't regard pregnancy before quickening or insolment, uh, like termination of pregnancy uh, before that time, as an abortion. Mm-hmm. 
you know, quickening is when like the baby moves, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The baby right? moves because they've fought another baby in one-on-one sword combat, not on hollowed ground, mm-hmm. and now they're gaining their abilities and uh, and you know um, their their skills. Yeah, isn't that the quickening? I was going Highlander, Highlander? too. Yeah, Highlander <laughs> two. Is that Highlander two? Yeah. Yeah, Hi- Highlander two is the is subtitle. The is the quickening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's either that or they just got real spooked because uh, someone someone made them watch uh, Friday Thirteenth oh, way too early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got real spooked. They're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, trying to escape after that. Yeah. <laughs> there were multiple cases and you know what i forgot to do at the head of the show um i just want to acknowledge uh my sources real quick before i get it uh too much deeper mm-hmm. um, just cut it to make it seem like he did it at the beginning yeah, yeah. <laughs> no uh, oh okay I, I have a couple here the the first is unwell women by eleanor cleghorn really good book about the medical field and the misdiagnoses and things about how they used to treat women in the medical field. Eye-opening book. Challenge you to read it, because it is not a fun book to read. I also got uh, Abortion and the Law in America by Mary Ziegler. This basically just goes blow by blow through every single abortion uh, Supreme Court case that there was in this country thus far. Fascinating stuff. A lot of it is outside of the scope of this episode, but Mm -hmm. uh, fascinating stuff. Um, I also got another book, uh, Abortion and Constitutional Law by Matt Buig. And this book is straight up like the explanation of the case. And then it plays audio of the arguments and rebuttal and all that stuff. And then the court decision. That's just bare bones stuff you know what i mean and the last one which uh blew me away and there's a couple of there's one documentary coming out on hbo i think later on this month or something like that uh but it's the story of jane by laura kaplan Mm -hmm. uh amazing book we'll we'll talk about them later but yeah uh i'm gonna save what all that's about until later uh amazing book though see the movie read the book it was in the 19th century that shit really hit the fan as far as understanding of gynecology uh, with women, which was completely not even understood uh, beforehand. There was the so-called father of gynecology, and his name was Dr. James Marion Sims. Bad dad. Bad dad. (laughs) Also the father of molestation. No, I'm sure you, I mean, I don't know. Chances are it's tough. Um, probably not. I don't know. That would have been a priest. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> They've been already doing that forever. Oh, well, yeah, if he was yeah, a priest, yeah. he wouldn't know his way around what's going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got the wrong one. Maybe yeah. <laughs> the one with the short no. hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Dr. James Marion Sims, um, he worked on enslaved people. Uh, Mm. That was his main thing. He had a hospital and slave owners would bring their slaves to him and he would work. He would operate on them. And there were a lot, a lot of women before this time 
uh, would suffer from a fistula, which uh, can happen uh, rectally or vaginally. And it could happen for a myriad of reasons. A really difficult childbirth could do it. Really bad malnutrition and work conditions could do it. Of course, chillingly, rape can also do it. What happens is it's a hole that is created between the bladder and the basically like the vagina, right? Mm -hmm. That whole area there. And urine leaks through, right? Through that area, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you smell bad. You're, you know, it's incontinence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it drives people to depression and eventually uh, suicide in a lot of cases. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be pretty bummed. Yeah. (laughs) It can Um, also lead to terrible infections and a myriad myriad of other other issues. It can also lead to future infertility. So Mm -hmm. it's a... Uh, it's a mess all around. Yeah. As one would um, imagine when there's a hole there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. of, of just, yeah, yeah. stuff leaking through. Mm-hmm. Um, he operated on, on 12 uh, enslaved women with this uh, condition. And only three of their names actually survive. Uh, there was Anarka, Lucy, and Betsy. Mm-hmm. And Anarka, especially, she had both a vesiovaginal fistula and a rectovaginal uh, fistula. Uh, Both. Incredibly painful. Extremely horrific, honestly. He didn't use any sort of anesthetic at all. No anesthesia. Nothing like that. Uh, Because it was thought during this time that black women actually felt less pain Mm. Uh, than anyone mm. else. Uh, that's just racism. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, it is. Good job, literally. Yeah, you got that's, that right, bud. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, I don't think that there was, like, any... They didn't do a survey. No, you know they, what I mean? no. That's not coming from black women. No, oh, no. It's coming oh, from no, white no, no. men telling you that. Yeah. White yeah. guys holding, hoarding all the pain pills. Mm. Yeah. He built a hospital called the... A surgical infirmary for Negroes, for the slaves, you know, that their their owners brought over. And it began with four beds, but it was so successful that he added a second floor, doubling its capacity to eight beds. It has actually been called the first woman's hospital in history. Oh, that's is, very, that's very it's, curious. It's We're a dark, very... uh, yeah. bad place that it comes from. Uh, like, the mm-hmm. history of gynecology is incredibly dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And recent. Yeah. Yes. So lacking adequate birth control, uh, women generally had a high rate of childbirth, which increased the overall rate for complications and things like fistulas, right? Mm -hmm. He remarked in his autobiography that, quote, if there were anything I hated, it was investigating the organs of the female pelvis. If there's anything that I hate, it's having the organs of my female pelvis investigated. So (laughs) I get it. That's one of the things that I dislike the most. Yeah. 
<laughs> it seems yes, like he, indeed. he was in the wrong career path then, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, neither of us going to be here. <laughs> could have, he could have just gone into, like, dentistry or something. I mean, yeah. But on, on the other side, if he, like, was super into it, that would also kind of be a bit that problematic. Be, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, there's... Uh, there's a gray area there that has to be yeah. covered. So <laughs> yeah, we're quickly yeah. approaching exist in that space. Yeah. My feelings towards every male gynecologist ever. It's like, what's going on there? What's going on? <laughs> I've, I've had one. Just... I've had one. My very first gynecologist when I was 14 was, mm. he was actually, so I found out that he was like someone I went to, like I was, you know, freshman in high school. He was the father of, a kid that had bullied me a bunch in middle school too. Oh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I definitely switched kind of Yeah, I mean, real whammy. fast. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shout out <laughs> yeah. to uh, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tina Pfeiffer, gynecologist in Las Vegas, she's amazing. She looks like Michelle Obama. She wears an onk. Love her. All right. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, Lucy, uh, she almost died from these medical experiments he was performing on them because they were experiments uh, that bordered on straight up like uh, Josef Mengele, uh, Nazi doctor type stuff. Again, all without anesthetic. Uh, there's no way they could provide consent at this time, seeing as they were enslaved. Uh, during the procedure, there were a handful of doctors standing, quote unquote doctors standing around him. And, uh, yeah, she nearly died from sepsis um, after he left a sponge in her urethra and bladder. Oh, my God. Uh, she survived. Um, mm -hmm. During the procedure, uh, patients were completely naked, of course, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because they were viewed not as people. Again, they thought that they felt about as much pain as a rabbit or a dog. What does that even mean? I mean, that's, yeah. it's horrible because they're comparing humans to to yeah, animals, animals and that. But also, are they saying that rabbits and dogs don't feel pain? Yeah. Like, have I they ever seen a dog in pain? Yeah. Like, that's that doesn't that just doesn't yeah. make any sense logically. No, no. There's a lot of roads paved to hell like mm. going on here. Like, I yeah. feel like, yeah, a, yeah, this this hospital isn't to help women. This no. is to take slaves and make them good to go back to getting raped. Yeah. Yes. Um, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And back to slaving. Yeah. Back to slaving. Whatever slaving might need to be done. And uh, and in addition to that, like this doctor would have a podcast about him now, you know, true crime one leaving oh, yeah. that kind of mal, oh, yeah. you know, just kind of malpractice. Mm -hmm. But, and then also, like, did he torture a bunch of rabbits? He's like, they didn't even seem like they were in that much <laughs> yeah. pain when I did this yeah. to them. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. some kind of crazy. You know, the reality is, like, rabbits are prey animals, and um, I I've heard the sound they make, <laughs> you know, yeah. when they get yeah. eaten. And that sounds yeah. fucked up. Like at the zoo, and, I, you know, they give yeah. rabbits to the, uh, the jaguar or cheetah, or, or it's not a cheetah. See, the, I think it's a jaguar. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've heard the sound that a dog feeding. makes too when it like just isn't getting enough attention. Dogs especially. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. they, yeah, that just doesn't make sense. I don't, yeah, I don't like, believe it, any of it really. No, like the no. thesis is wrong. And uh, while they were stripped naked, they were asked to perch on their knees and bend forward onto their elbows. So their heads rested 
on their hands, right? Now, Lucy uh, endured an hour-long surgery. Uh, she was screaming and crying out in pain uh, the whole time while the dozen other doctors looked on. Because the idea was, is that this didn't really, this didn't only affect enslaved women, it affected all women, right? Mm -hmm. All women, uh, or not all women, but you know, the potential it didn't to matter. Affect yeah. all women. It affected all women, right? So the plan was, is to figure out how to do it and then mm -hmm. operate on white women with anesthesia. Safely, right? yeah. Oh, Safely. So fucked up. In private. Yeah. That was the plan all along. Keep that in mind. Because he didn't pay attention to any sort of ethical rules at the time, he would overwork his uh, nurses and they would go to sleep after like, you know, 12 hours of, of this stuff is going on. And he taught the other patients to help him in what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like they, they took, he, they were forced to also take part in like this torture. You know what I mean? That's uh, up. I think it's very telling that sort of the history of uh, gynecological science is rooted in uh, not just misogyny, but racism. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. From 1845 to 1849, he conducted experimental surgery on each of them multiple times. Uh, he operated on Anarka, who, who had the both, both types of fistulas, an astonishing 30 times. 30 uh, times. Mm -hmm. He was trying to test out a new material for suture, right? He was trying to sew the, clo the, the hole closed. And he found out that silver searcher worked, uh, whereas others would lead to infection that he would have mm -hmm. to fix. And then, you know, like he viewed what was going on as if he was, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, you know, hard to listen to when when they go into detail about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. You doing it now. Yeah. Um. I am clenching so, so intensely right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't imagine. It was declared a success, though. He also uh, is credited with uh, inventing the speculum. Mm. Uh, he was the first man to ever sort of uh, look directly inside of a, a woman's vagina with the speculum. And as it's it's absolutely changed women's health forever. And it was also just invented in this horrific, pretty horrific, horrific circumstances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hard to imagine a pleasant origin story for the speculum, but yeah. that's, that's about as, as horrific as it can get. Exactly. Too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what, whatever you thought it could be. Yeah. It's pretty much, either as bad or maybe worse uh, yeah. than, than you're imagining. I got a spaghetti on my googly lap. eyes on it. Huh? <laughs> on the speculum? Yeah. yeah, it helps. But what if they um, get lost in there? That's what I'm wondering. You can't... Not that lost. That speculum's just a mascot. That's just for, you know, yeah, you like don't on put camera appearances. Yeah. Shows up at, like, a, you know... Maybe you get one with a with with a razor on the inside so you can cut ribbons at like a new McDonald's that's opening. It doesn't actually go in. Basically, a razor just... on the inside of a speculum. Well, so it could double as scissors when you're cutting the ribbon at a new McDonald's. He's like a he's like a 
You know, he's like a, like a mascot for the whole thing. But oh, the normal no. ones wouldn't have the eyes or the razors. Just the <laughs> just the character. Maybe, you know, you get some felt going on there, go full Muppet with it. You just don't want to mix them up, <laughs> there, I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah, don't don't mix them up. you got to have two different boxes, get a P-Touch, make sure that they both have, la- everything has labels. So I got like a pediatrician's <laughs> office, like when they have like, yeah. oh, here, you can like look at the thing that I'm going to use. Here's like the fun version of it. So yeah. it's not yeah. as scary. It's like a plushy toy. But it's way scarier, actually. <laughs> that, yeah. a, a plush-covered speculum with googly eyes sounds fucking horrifying. Right? I bet that's a thing, though. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I bet that's a thing. Uh, if there's a software that you need to, like, use to learn gynecological training, if he's not, like, the clip, the paperclip. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft Word. Were you trying to say pap smear? Like, (laughs) wait, wait, wait. Were you trying to say pap smear? Because you definitely just said pap smear. I did. I did sh it, and I know it's smear. Were you you trying to say pap smear? I have been drinking. Pap smear. (laughs) Smear. I'm well aware of what my accent is and uh, and yeah no but I I know what it is now it should also come as no surprise that Sims also believed that African Americans were less intelligent than white people well there you um, go and he thought it was because their skulls grew too quickly mm-hmm. around their brain and so when he would operate on African-Americans during childbirth, he actually used a shoemaker's awl to pry the bones apart to loosen the skull. Oh, no. It was a 100% death rate uh, procedure. Um, And he was like, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. And it's like, you're a fucking psycho is what you're doing. (laughs) So when, like, the, I don't know... it happened in the in the 19th century when the doctors had no idea what they were doing and they were racist as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. When, I guess, I, I don't know, it's still sort of going on. It should also come as no surprise that Sims was one of the most famous and venerated physicians in the country at the mm-hmm. time. A statue of him stood in New York City and was mm-hmm. removed in 2018. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did it get forcibly removed? Yeah. Here we go yeah. again, destroying American yeah. history. Yeah. Right? <laughs> over and over and over again, destroying the important culture of shitty yeah. trash racist gynecologists. Well, you know, yeah. Those With statues, our heritage. Those statues are important <laughs> yeah. to learn our history when you don't know how to read. Yeah. It's true. Indeed. It's true. Yeah. You're like, well, is this guy? What did he do? I'm sure he's important. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in uh, 1919, Soviet Russia became the first country to legalize abortion for any reason. Iceland in 1935 uh, became the next country, and Sweden in 1938. They were the the first first ones to legalize all forms of abortion. And actually, in Nazi Germany, 1935, a law permitted abortions abortions for those deemed hereditary ill. Oh, I can guess what that means. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Uh, um, while women considered Aryan were specifically prohibited 
from mm-hmm. having abortions. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's sort of a microcosm of what Nazi Germany was supposed to be. Right? Yeah. Oh man, just top top to bottom genocide with these guys. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So like, we're not gonna bam. Leave no stone unturned. No, no, no. Leave no uterus unpeaked. Right. Mm. <laughs> Peeped. Uh, now, unsafe medicines uh, like taking misoprostol to inter- to induce a mer- miscarriage, also uh, the insertion of non-surgical instru- uh, instruments such as knitting needles and clothes hangers mm. into the uterus mm-hmm. were also used in this sort of time in America. This I will say misoprostol is still used. Um under much safer circumstances now, like whether that is for, like that's one of the ingredients found in the commonly known abortion, uh, medical right. abortions as misoprostol, right. but it's also used um, after someone's had a miscarriage on their own to clear uh, the tissue that isn't clearing on its own from the uterus. Mm-hmm. And it's a powerful medication, but it, right. it can absolutely be used correctly yeah well uh, this thing when under supervision are totally, yeah when they're yeah. totally unsupervised un, like unregulated and people then it's really, it's yeah it's yeah it's this can bad. cause real problems that is yeah. that's where these problems come from yep yeah pe- people were just using it at home mm-hmm. um not knowing what the dosage was supposed to be or anything like that and that well, yeah it's a powerful it, yeah it's a powerful powerful yeah. medication so it really is it really is well, good thing no one's coming to make it so people have to do it in their own home without knowing the dosage anymore. <laughs> we just have yeah. medical professional professionals in safe settings doing it in perpetuity in the United States. Every state. Right. Every, every county. State. Every yeah. state, every county. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. Now, such methods, like we just talked about, are rarely used in countries where surgical abortion is legal and available. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just joking about that, right? Availability mm-hmm. is also... A uh, prime factor here. Yeah. Now, early uh, illegal abortionists in uh, the United States of America, they were shitty. They were shitty people. Uh, Like what Tyler was saying earlier, ones who may have enjoyed it a little too much, Mm -hmm. um, which is nuts to think about. Yeah. um, Or would want sexual favors to do the abortion. That was definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, Fucking course it is. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. Guarantee a, a repeat customer after that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> They're like that joke. They're just trying mm. to loosen the lid on the pickle jar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jesus <laughs> Christ. God damn it. Okay, you can cut that. That's probably not very appropriate. <laughs> the pickle jar. <laughs> you know? Sometimes uh they were even uh found out to be drunk. When they when the women showed up, it, it was they, they they also perpetuated uh, financial exploitation as well by by charging a shit ton, you know, for it when they knew damn well that they couldn't pay for it. So mm-hmm. here comes the sexual favor mm-hmm. bit, that kind of thing. That was very common or uh, they weren't very good at what they were doing because a lot of colleges yeah. didn't teach how to perform an abortion so mm-hmm. you'd have to learn it from somebody else and countless women bled to death in mm-hmm. hotel rooms 
because that happened, right? Mm-hmm. There's an infamous photo, uh, which I have avoided somehow <laughs> this <laughs> long. Uh, I don't want to look it up, uh, but there was one that it was taken and shown around by uh, pro-choice people uh, basically saying, like, this is what we're going to go back to, you know, if mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade is repealed, right? Right. And it's uh, disturbing, right? It's of a, a woman that uh, bled to death while her, her and her boyfriend tried to perform an abortion in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Tragic, tragic stuff. Yeah. And in order to obtain a legal abortion during this time, uh, women would actually have to go in front of medical boards. Like, all these, like, doctors and, like, you mm-hmm. know, in, like, at this panel. Assuming, have I'm to, assuming these doctors are male. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, women were barred from the medical field yeah. for a long time, a shockingly long time. And she but she would have to go and argue why she needed the abortion. Um, and the only real answer that they would accept was they were going to kill themselves if they actually did give birth. So it have mm. to be that uh, so or just, nothing. Yeah. But then what happens at the time if a woman goes in front of a bunch of doctors, says she's going to kill herself? Then she's right. she she's not just seeking an abortion. She's announcing that she's hysterical, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, exactly. So even if she yeah. gets the abortion, yeah, she's still yeah, screwed. That, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now she's dealing with all that, like, and yeah, Blackwell is still that open in... at this time. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. That's the episode I'm thinking of. Yeah. So you could easily get an abortion, and then they toss you into Blackwell's. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, that's sort of a reality when you do decide to do something like that. The, the, some of the illegal doctors, uh, you know, they could go to jail uh, for what they were doing. And a lot of them, you know, the stirrups, because a lot of them didn't have, like, the, the leg stirrups, they would straight up use belts and ropes as stirrups, <laughs> which is, I mean... That's a horrifying I, Again, image. I can't imagine... Uh, but that's got to be ho- horrifying, you know, <laughs> to be tied to, like, yeah. presumably a bed or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My God. Now for some good news. Oh, thank <laughs> God. The Janes. Uh, Jane was a collective. It came out of various other uh, movements in the early 60s. <coughs> uh, the Civil Rights Movement, uh, the Women's Liberation Movement, the Anti-Vietnam War Movement... Heather Booth was the uh, founder of Jane. What Jane was, yeah, it was a collective that helped women find abortions. So, like, they put up ads that just said, pregnant, call Jane. And there was a number. Mm-hmm. And, like, women would call it, and they'd ask for Jane, and Jane would be like, what do you want? You know? And they, so they would have to say it. They would even ask, like, are you sure? You know? They would come in for counseling. And all this stuff was done by women for women, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really ethical. Like they thought about like everything that would go into it and like provided full counseling, all that stuff. And did they charge money? Yes, they did. But but here's here's the deal, because the the abortion doctors that they got hooked up with, you know, they were doing this illegally and they demanded money. Right. And mm-hmm. so like they they would like haggle with them, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And. They talked them down from $500 at first to $100. And some women couldn't even afford that, right? Mm -hmm. And they got to a point where they were, they would get them an abortion no matter what, right? 
if they could pay or could not pay. But what they figured is, is if they could pay, they should. Because well, people that were more well-off could help those who couldn't afford it. And even with, like when you pay for something like that, you're taking part in it. And it is mm-hmm. your... Right. It is your decision, something you're taking part in. It's not something that is being done to you. Right. Mm-hmm. You, m- you might say it's your choice. Yes. Oh. yes it did. Yeah. Well, and some of the doctors would have punch cards. So if you, you know, you could always pick up one for your friend. You get 10, <laughs> then you get like a sandwich, <laughs> no. toaster, um, another portion. <laughs> and so it's nice because, you know, it's a good way of showing your loyalty, you know, um, <laughs> This is one of those things that I feel like people think Planned Parenthood actually does have. Oh, yeah. They don't. (laughs) They don't. They don't. Right. Well, they they provide a lot of family planning services. That is not one of them. It is not. It is not. Yeah. No. Yeah, a lot of people feel like it's a get-out-of-jail-free card, and it just isn't. It's not. (laughs) You know? So it, it sort of started with, like, they'd, you know, meet up with the woman... They'd blindfold her and then drive her to whatever place. They'd they'd do the procedure and then she would leave. And then there was counseling before and after. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But once they found out that their main doctor wasn't a real doctor. Oh, God. And they were like, well, if he can, he can do it. So can we. Yeah. So they demanded that they that he show them how to do it. Mm -hmm. And like, basically armed themselves with like the best weapon of liberation that there is to control your own, you know, fecundity. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a bunch of them learned how to do it and, and it was self-sufficient. They didn't need a doctor. You know what I mean? Was it most, I mean, was it, how safe was it as far as it was incredibly safe? Uh, in fact, uh, they had a better, they had a better success rate um, than hospitals that were legally doing it in New York in the late 60s, early 70s. Wow, that's interesting. Um, well, it's taking the, it back to uh, the midwives, uh, you, right. like the entire mm-hmm. thing with midwives, women taking care of other women. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's always it, proven to be a pretty good deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Turns out it's the most ethical thing to do. You yeah. know, they had the, the death rate... So the the their their death rate was actually lower than what the hospital's death rate for for this what was and uh, it's actually point zero 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 seven three percent which is I think lower than like getting your appendix removed or things like this it's abysmally low when when they say people can die it's like well yeah but people die during routine surgery all the time mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah so. It was yeah, it was incredibly safe. They they made it safe like they they had all these things. They had a front where people would come and then they would take them to the place, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was all like women of all different walks of life, you know. You had like you know these quote unquote radical feminists, you know, with like housewives, you know. And you know, women of color with, you know, super white women, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And they were, you know, united under one cause. Uh, it was, it's a pretty inspiring story, honestly. Oh, I, I bet you some old white dudes ruined it. Yeah, I was going to say, so what happens mm. next? Because I have an yeah. idea. Yeah. The, the actual procedure, the DNC 
procedure takes about 15 minutes or at least took about 15 minutes. That's what they could get it down to and only used local anesthetic. So they were like completely out, Mm -hmm. you know, it was something that they were, you know, conscious for awake for, you know, they'd stop if they had to stop, you know, and, you know, because nobody's the same. Right. That's that's one thing I kind of irks me about this debate is there's a lot of generalizations going on. Yeah. (laughs) You know, from from pro-lifers that just can't be true for everybody. Also, Um, DNCs are not only used for abortions. Right. They are also used for tissue removal from natural mm -hmm. miscarriages. Ah, yeah. See? And ectopic pregnancies, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So. But yeah, some old white guys did fuck it up. Uh, The cops had kind of been on their tail and somebody, you know, because they'd encourage you to bring, like, a sister or a friend with you. And one woman brought her sister-in-law. And when, you know, when they were doing, like, the initial counseling. And her sister-in-law didn't like what she had heard. So she uh, told the cops. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cops found out where they were. And straight up, like, kicked the door down while they were working. Mm-hmm. And they, like, quickly were, like, putting shit away and stuff. And they kept, like, saying and yelling, like, where's the man? Where's the man here? And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Sounds I like am it's no always, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like always sunny in Philadelphia. They'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's your boss? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, now this is a strange bank. That seems like an opportunity to be like, oh, he went out the back door super fast. Yeah, mm. he went that way, actually. Yeah. If, if you leave now, you might be able to catch up with him. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah he went off that he, way. Yeah, totally. He, he was a middle-aged white guy with golf clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. He was medium height with brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, they were talking about it, you know, because, yeah, they, they, seven of them were arrested and they were facing straight up uh, 110 years in jail. And like they were talking about it, like, you know, while while they're getting grilled by these cops and stuff, they, they talked about, you know, how many abortions does it take before a woman becomes infertile? And one of them straight up was like, I don't know, 12, 15. And like one of them's like, nobody gets that many. Like mm-hmm. in Latin America, they do because that's their only form of birth control. And mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, man, <laughs> that's yeah. fucking crazy. Also, that sounds like the setup to like a really tasteless joke. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, no, that, yeah, no. I was like worried it was going that way. <laughs> yeah. From them, from the bad yeah. guys. Yeah. They also were like, you know, it's almost impossible to do a safe abortion after 28 weeks. Like flat out almost impossible like when people would cross the 20 week threshold they would almost be like sorry you know what i mean there were ways to have a a miscarriage but they didn't they weren't like set up for that so they'd have to send them to the hospital and it was super risky because Mm -hmm. they could be like who told who who showed you how to do this you know Mm -hmm. and you know some of them would would get scared you know and tell Mm -hmm. them you know yeah. super risky to do and they didn't really want to do that yeah again that same white guy that was running off yeah that's who right. told it's, me yeah the one-armed man did it uh yeah. i just keep on imagining clubs. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's got the golf club. I just I see Matthew Modine from fucking Stranger Things. Okay, that's what I've been picturing this entire time too. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like a middle aged white, guy. like he is like the OG middle aged white guy, like yeah. yeah, like Papa with the suit, like running down the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having just finished the new season, that is what I've been picturing, without a doubt, this entire time is oh, Matthew Modine. That's a pretty good pick. Pretty good casting pick. Yeah. So they they went to court for it, you know. The prosecutor was like uh, asking, uh, what, what do you call it? The, when they ask a witness questions. Anyway, he was asking this woman. Questioning? Would, yeah, questioning. Yeah, oh, sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like a, maybe a deposition? <laughs> yeah, asking one of them. Uh, he was like, um, did any of these women touch you down there? <laughs> <laughs> And they all laughed, like, from where they were sitting. <laughs> That's great. Like, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't fucking bring yourself to say the words vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Did one of these women touch your, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your hoo-ha? Your hoo-ha? <laughs> your cahooter? I don't know. That sounds... I, 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 <laughs> That's a little too far <laughs> for these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one in front. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then the case got thrown out and they Mm. walked free why because in 1973 just Mm. as this was happening roe v wade was handed down the decision was handed down and it made abortion legal Mm -hmm. uh, in this country now do you guys know who jane roe was I do. I do. Sally does. By the time that uh, that trial concluded, she was far past the point of uh, having given birth to the child that she had initially, you know, been attempting to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she she did not have one. Not that time, at least. Uh, mm -hmm. So she just has a kid who gets the shitty birthday presents. Like... (laughs) Jesus. We don't gotta pretend, Mom. We don't gotta pretend. Uh, she so was put long. up. Her daughter was put up for adoption. I know. No, I know. Oh, I just sorry. okay. Levity, uh, levity. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jane Roe is a uh, a uh, pseudonym, and they didn't pick Jane Doe because in in this case as well there were the Does, right? Uh, mm. Different part of the story. Um, this whole thing, yeah, like this, could honestly be its own episode. But I want you to know about uh, Jane Roe. Her real name was Norma Leah Nelson McCorvey. She had an abusive upbringing when she was a child. Uh, her father left uh, when she was 13. Her parents were divorced, of course. She and her older brother were raised by her alcoholic mother, uh, mm-hmm. Mary, who was very violent. Norma's mother, she was raised Pentecostal, which are like the snake handling, t- speaking in tongues. Yeah. Uh, crazy Christians. Norma's father, before uh, they were divorced, uh, actually led her mother into being a Jehovah's Witness. Right. So trade one for another, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Understandably, she lashed out as a kid. She had trouble with the law. It started at the age of 10 uh, when she robbed the cash register at a gas station and ran away to Oklahoma City with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what tri- happens when you don't get Christmas, man. <laughs> You don't get Christmas. You gotta get. You gotta make those presents happen somehow. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
all the all the all the Jewish kids out there are like, hmm. Yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> Hanukkah I'm presents. I'm just saying, okay. Jehovah's Witness. You didn't think about Jehovah's Jewish Witnesses kids. don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I get that. All right. Or birthdays. That's fair. Birthdays, yeah. yeah. They yeah. do. Yeah. And they actually tricked a hotel worker into letting them uh, rent a room where they actually stayed for two days. And when they when the maid walked in and like found them, uh, her and her friend were kissing. Her female friend were kissing. Nice. Uh, this is something that was going to come up later on in her life. <laughs> no, you were saying that's what the maid was saying. That's mm-hmm. what the maid saw. I don't know. When she was taken to court for this, uh, she was declared a ward of the state. Was she? And uh, I mean, she's a judge, child. Yeah, I huh? guess. But she wasn't taken to court just for kissing, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It was for the running, running away, away the break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I didn't want to make it seem. It just went right into that. <laughs> I know. She was sent to a Catholic boarding school, which I'm sure didn't help. Um, yeah. It straightened her out. Yeah. Uh, she does say that it was a happier part in her life, but she also says that during this particular part of her life, there's just some cloudiness uh, with this. She was then sent to live with her mother's cousin, who was a man who raped her basically every day uh, Mm. for three weeks before Uh. she left. And when her mother found out, her, her mother's cousin said that she was lying. Of course. Mm-hmm. And he got away with it. Tale as old as time. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. In 1963, when Norma was 16, she married a guy named Woody McCorvey. Uh, Woody. <laughs> she later uh, basically, she left him because he was abusive and mm. he assaulted her. She moved in with her, her mother and, and gave birth to her first child, Melissa, in 1965 and soon after she began identifying as a lesbian and again she probably always was a lesbian but again 1965 you know mm-hmm. what i mean it would have been dangerous for her living in texas uh to sort of to, to be that way so of course when you when you reach an impasse like that she developed an alcohol and drug problem and she stated that she was going on a weekend trip uh, to visit two friends, and she left her baby with her mother. Uh, but when she had returned, her mother had replaced the baby with a baby doll, and she was reported to the police as having abandoned her baby. Jane was? Or? Uh, 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 Norma. Yeah, Jane. Yeah, Norma, sorry. Norma. Uh, uh, Jane, Jane Rowe. And then, uh, you know, the, the police came and had to take her out of the house and... Uh, no one would tell her where her daughter was for weeks. They finally let her visit her, her own child after three months. And after that, she was allowed to move back in with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one day, one day, her mother actually woke her up after a long day of work, and she told uh, Norma to sign these documents uh, that were presented as insurance papers. Mm-hmm. And so she did without reading them. And turns out they were adoption papers. And it basically gave her mother custody over Melissa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Norma was then kicked out of the house at that point. I feel like this is something that happened a lot around that that time, too. Like, custody yeah. was really, really easy to pass on. Mm-hmm. But it was also yeah. really easy to just, like, take over. 
Yeah. And like coerce. Yeah. Yeah. Rules were yeah. way less rigid. You know, with yeah. the born this... children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. With the born children, way less rigid. Yeah. In the in this case though, it was actually not a horrible deal because she was able to keep the doll that she was tricked with earlier. Um, so it was a good doll it was a high quality it was handmade um, a lot of love went into it um, they didn't chintz uh, on the doll it's yeah. eyes to that they, thing where they open and close when you move it up oh, and yeah. down yeah when yeah. you move yeah. it back and forth yeah. it's like a real baby yeah, yeah. So, pretty much practically the same thing made of yeah. glass but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, other than that yeah it's <laughs> fine anyway. So after she was thrown out of her mother's house uh, the following year, uh, she became pregnant uh, for a second time. She gave birth to a baby uh, that she named Jennifer that was placed up for adoption. Um, In 1968, at the age of 21, uh, Norma became pregnant for a third time. Now, according to Norma, friends at the time advised her that she should assert falsely that she had been raped by a group of black men in order Mm. to get the abortion, to get a legal abortion, right? And under that Texas law, it would have been legal, which is fucking... I mean, you can just see the layers of ideology in there, and it's like, oh, God, that is is disgusting. Did they have to be... Like, if she went and said, a bunch of white guys raped me... Would well, that, that would have been, have been a beautiful, precious baby yeah, that needs to be protected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the circumstances were She should were have made wrong, the best but... of a bad situation. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's a gift from God if you look at it that way. Mm. Yeah. Well, and seeing as it was, Change your perspective. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's the racial element to it. Um, you know, I, the Texas lawmakers say it wasn't racially motivated, but the law was called the EU you ruined her law. And oh, so, God. <laughs> <clears throat> Jesus Christ. They kind of tipped their hat on that one. Yeah. Uh, tipped their Stetsons? They, re- yeah. Mm. yeah Reveal, a little yeah. too more revealing than they may have intended. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Also, what a classic line. Oh, the Texas lawmakers denied the <laughs> racial aspect of it. <laughs> it seems like I hear that every day. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds difference. really familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. She couldn't. Uh, get a legal one under the Texas law. So she attempted to uh, an, uh, obtain an illegal abortion. Uh, but just as she was getting there, like right before they had just raided it no. <laughs> and like straight up police tape and shit. She was like, oh, fuck, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. She was then because the thing is, is like time is so against you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to, like, you, you better, like, take care of the shit fucking as soon as you can because it gets to a certain point, you know, even if you've been fed a pack of lies and misinformation and misinformation from other places that we'll get to later in this story, if it's too late and you figure out that it's all bullshit, they can't perform an abortion on you despite what some may believe. Mm-hmm. They just can't. That's That's just... The truth. So she was actually referred to these attorneys, uh, Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington. And they were actually looking for a pregnant woman who was seeking an abortion because they they wanted to take this case to the Supreme Court. And the thing Mm -hmm. is, is like Sally was saying earlier, the legal system 
just takes so long mm-hmm. that uh, she ended up having to, to bring the baby to term. I don't know, like define irony. Uh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> who is the legal system protecting? Yeah, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it just when when you hear about that, it's just like, oh, my God, that is crazy, <laughs> yeah. you know? I feel like that um, is something that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, yeah. the 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 child in question you know right. was actually like there no abortion happened yes mm-hmm. yeah. yes I, I genuinely did not know that maybe this is like completely like it's not quite off topic but um in the book freakonomics um there's talk about how because of of you know uh the codification or or you know passing of uh roe versus wade the, the guy who wrote the book said, statistically speaking, uh, women who have abortions, typically one of the reasons why is is because they can't, you know, there, there's there's a myriad reasons why they why they can't. Right. Whether it whether it's financial, whether uh, it's, it's a product of uh, rape or incest. There's all these reasons why the kid's not going to have a good upbringing and right. kids with bad upbringings are more likely to essentially to, to, to continue the cycle and uh, and, you know, either move into lives of crime, da, 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 because if the parents are poor, the kids are going to be poor. It, or, you know, and there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of sociological stuff working in there yeah. too. But, or, but in the book, they, they say that because of Roe versus Wade, there's essentially a bunch of people that were of, of low, lower means who are able to not end up having kids that they couldn't take care of. And therefore an entire generation of criminals were essentially thwarted before they could even be born. Or and, and, and that's or they in that filled, book. Or they filled out the ranks of our armed, yeah, armed services. services. Yeah. yeah. Or that. I mean, yeah. disaffected, you know, boys that are angry, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. join the army. You know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I'm I'm just saying that you know, any you know, from what I've heard, anyone that's ever been in the army is like, yeah, there's a lot of disaffected kids, man, that mm-hmm. that go to the army to get. To get structure, you know what I mean? And some of them come out better for it. Um, but, yeah. They're like, it's... I joined the army to get away from my abusive father. And, yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I, Rather do, go to a battlefield? I do inherently believe that there are many, many laws that are designed to try to fill the ranks of the United States Armed Services. Yeah. Uh, for example, I think one of the reasons a lot of people don't actually want you know higher education to be free is because yeah. it doesn't give them the incentive to join the military yeah that's that's an excellent i point. absolutely believe that's true yeah i think there's a lot of i mean we can get into this later but i do think that there's a lot of uh generally on the right generally republican who i don't think give a fuck about abortions i think they give a fuck about the money they're making in from the forever war that was you know helped created by george w bush yep well, yeah I also think the 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 managing, and this is this is this this really reaches across the aisle. Um, I think both sides have uh, a fixation on trying to battle about the same three problems again and again and again, so they yeah. don't actually have to do anything. Um, right. Again, you know, are, are they cycle. trying to scare us into voting? Sometimes, sometimes I feel that way, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, why don't you just do the thing that we put you there to yeah. do? You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's frustrating. Now, uh, the press, of course, wanted to know why Jane Roe wanted a, an, an abortion in the first place. And she was like, it's simple. I was unemployable 
while I was pregnant. It, it's still that way today. A lot of women have a hard time finding a higher paid job because the men at the top are like, you're just going to get pregnant. So what, you know, like you're going to be mm -hmm. gone for however long, you know, so that stigma still exists just to be Absolutely. a mm -hmm. woman. Well, I mean, yeah. And, of, and that's even just one of the myriad of reasons that uh, people justify their misogyny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the Roe v. Wade case was built on the cases that came before, like a lot of law that comes through the Supreme Court. I'm not going to go through all of them, uh, but the ones that preceded this were Griswold v. Connecticut. In that one, what they talked about was they talked about a, uh, I believe it was Massachusetts state law that prohibited the prescription, sale, or use of contraceptives, even for married couples. Mm -hmm. And it's like, can you see how this is backwards? You know, can you see how? Well, a lot of this <laughs> is when it gets to being a, like when it gets to being about like trying to block birth control in general, all forms of birth control. It it, 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 it for me comes down to two things. It's forcing your religious beliefs on everyone. Yes. And two, I still think they want to, you know, they want to fill their armed forces. That's what they want. <laughs> I really do think that's a factor yeah. in it. Uh, they want everyone to have to prove that they're getting laid. They're getting <laughs> laid. Prove it. There's only one Show way to know for baby. sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah, they want to prove that that this country was founded on. Uh, it's supposed to be a Christian country the entire time. Uh, that simply is not true. If you knew history, right? Yeah. Um, the, the crux of Griswold versus Connecticut was basically that the Constitution guarantees a right to privacy, right? When individuals can make decisions about intimate personal matters, such as childbearing, they can make those decisions in privacy mm -hmm. in, in their own home, right? It's between you and a doctor. It's not between you and anyone else, right? The next one after that would be United States v. Vu Vuch. I, do, I don't know how to... Fuck. Vuk. <laughs> but with a V. I don't I, I don't know that. I don't know how to pronounce it. For sure, but that's all that I hear in my head. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. It was the first case to mention abortion directly. The doctor in the case uh challenged the constitutionality of a DC law which uh permitted abortion only to preserve a woman's life or health. The court rejected the claim that the statute was unconstitutionally vague, concluding that health should be understood to include considerations of psychological as well as physical well-being. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Th this is when we had uh, uh, William O. Douglas on the Supreme Court, who I would love to do an episode on. He, he All of the things he wrote, and st I, I don't know, I, I really like all that shit. Mm -hmm. Anyway... Then there was Eisenstadt v. Baird, in which the Supreme Court struck down a Massachusetts law limiting the dis distribution of contraceptives to married couples whose ph physicians had prescribed them. So you couldn't mail them. You, you, you know, th there was a, like this law going around about obscene materials through the mail. Right. Oh, it was geez. like also an anti-porn thing. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But like, and specifically that's... targeting married couples too. Like, yeah. you know, the, the so crazy weird. people around married couples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. But like wherever you can stop people from doing it. 
Yeah, unless they're having just, babies. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> I just—is there just some conservative guy who's just like, like screaming in the Senate, just like it doesn't feel the same with a condom, you guys? No one should have to wear them. <laughs> like, he makes a good point. It doesn't. Okay, they listened to I mean, that guy for like eighty years. He's <laughs> got like, like fistfuls of paper and he's just yeah. screaming and stomping like a child mm. throwing a tantrum. I've seen that on the at Supreme Court. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this decision, Eisenstadt versus Baird, established the right of unmarried individuals to obtain contraceptives. Hallelujah for that. My mm-hmm. God. Now Roe v. Wade, it, it, it challenged that Texas law prohibiting all but life-saving abortions, right? That's the one it was, it was challenging. Mm-hmm. And people will, will even say that law is, is more progressive than what they have in France. And it's like, when was France something that we all wanted to be? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's... that's... <laughs> you know, because okay. before this, that, yeah. you know, rich women could could pay to go to, like, the United Kingdom and have a legal abortion done. But if you couldn't afford to have, you know, three grand on you at any given time, then, mm-hmm. yeah, you were fucked. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Uh, that, you know, and that's something I don't know if we're going to talk about a little bit more later, but when 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 you see these kind of um, subversions of the status quo in terms of abortion in our country happening, just bear in mind that rich people will always have access to yeah. safe abortions. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Always no matter what. This is this is about attacking poor people, because yeah. if you're poor, you're immoral. It's immoral to be poor. It's immoral mm-hmm. to not be. It's there's there's a lot of racial and, and economic things tied in there. But it's just poor's aren't as good as rich. They don't deserve the same thing. Like mm-hmm. yeah. keep and, in mind yeah. that, that the rich could always get high whenever they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The marijuana laws, you know, only affected poor and disaffected uh, minority communities. Uh, yeah. They did not affect the rich white kids that came down to those communities to buy pot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 kind of like how there's the famous story of Willie Nelson smoking, you know, like weed at the White House or whatever. And it's like this cute like that's Willie Nelson. Old guy with braids loves yeah. weed. Meanwhile, you know, people spending people are going to jail lives in jail for like a dime bag. Yeah. yeah. Double know? digits. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court invalidated the law on the grounds that the constitutional right to privacy encompasses a woman's decision whether or not to terminate her pregnancy. Okay. Characterizing this right as fundamental. That is from the, from the decision that is in quotes, fundamental to a woman's life and future. The court held that the state could not interfere with the abortion decision unless it had compelling reason for regulation. Listen to that language. This is why Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that, like, Roe v. Wade is not the fucking smoking gun that we're looking for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Like, when, when it says that unless the state had a compelling reason for regulation, if the state, if you could prove that the state had an interest in not allowing abortions, then we might actually be talking about something here, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's in there, that's the crack that all you know that that the people on the right have been chipping away at mm-hmm. sometimes yes. sometimes i just want to go you know 
shoplift, you know, a, a, a nice, super expensive T-bone steak. <laughs> and I have a compelling reason for it, right. uh, which is that I really like steak and I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm calling that's a, is that not a compelling reason? Right. I'm solid. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's pretty it's pretty easy to come up with compelling reasons to do yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> do you have a compelling reason? You just rub your you rub your tongue tongue, you go, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the guy okay. Let you go. The cops are like, "Oh, she she does. Uh, she's got a compelling." She looks argument, pretty yeah. hungry. Yeah, go. yeah, she does. So, guess we'll uh, we'll let the laws sing song uh, kind of way. Like <laughs> Nobody can, you can't lie like that. That's compelling, yeah. yeah. Now that's why none of us are cops. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Yep, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the only reason. That's the one reason. Yeah. <laughs> now there is a caveat to this, though. A compelling interest in protecting the potential life of a fetus could be asserted only once it became viable, mm-hmm. right? But there's that word, like viable, right. like, what does that now, even isn't mean? Viable, you might know more more about this, Sally, but viable, doesn't that mean like that it can live, that, that a fetus could live outside of the uterus and not die? Medically, but... Uh, it also changes like in the, the language of, of abortion, uh, right. the way that it's, it's something that's brought up almost solely by anti-choice people, anti-abortion mm-hmm. people. And their de- definition of that changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They'll use that interchangeably with, you know, when life begins kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, the viability argument i mean even with that it's that's something that is hard to pinpoint even medically yeah like there's a greater chance obviously as as far as like medical science goes we've we've made great strides uh with being able to keep very very premature babies alive but that's never a guarantee that's just a statistical sort of we can say well you know there's an okay chance after this point it's not any sort of concrete definition whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah. Sally, uh, I just have a question on that. Mm-hmm. What you think about this. I mean, couldn't you also argue the other way where it's like a, a newborn child can't survive on its own. Couldn't you also argue it's not viable then, right? Like it has to grow to a certain it's, point. It's yeah. Post. I mean, if that's the terminology that you're yeah. working with, I mean, then you absolutely you could argue that. Yeah. Cause it's like after, you know, a child for years needs parenting to survive. Yeah. You know? Right. For, yeah, pretty much 18 I, years. Like, I wasn't viable until I was at least 27 years old. I just became <laughs> viable. <laughs> and, yeah, they have to, like, nail it down. So uh, they they would put it at the la- uh, beginning of the last trimester of pregnancy, mm-hmm. that, which is around 20, 21 weeks, right? Mm-hmm. It, isn't it Sally 20, 21 weeks? Isn't that like, I think it's a little, I think it's, it's closer to 26, 27, okay. but that's also, I mean, we know that statistically speaking, the vast majority of people seeking abortions are seeking them in the first trimester. Mm-hmm. Like people that are getting abortions in the third trimester are almost exclusively I, getting them because mm-hmm. it's like life of the mother, health of the mother, or right. it's simply not 
a, a viable pregnancy. It's it's something yeah. that it's more well, like moral. Like, it's more ethical to, to make that choice than to put the I, mother heard, through a live birth. Yeah, and I've heard like the end the like anti choice groups every time they talk about abortion they talk about like ripping apart a baby you know like yeah but the thing is they're obviously giving this dis- disturbing imagery but mm-hmm. on top of which heavily implying at the same time that that's the vast majority and of, it's not it's not abortions. i i actually have numbers on this okay. uh, it has been reported that 20 and, and reported right it has been reported that 26 percent of reported legal induced abortions in the United States were known to have been obtained at less than six weeks gestation, 18% at seven weeks, 15% at eight weeks, 18% nine through 10 weeks, 10% 11 through 12, 6% at 13 to 15 weeks, 4% at 16 to 20, and 1% at 21 weeks and really mm-hmm. nothing over that. Yeah. And with yeah. It, with those with third trimester abortions too, I mean, regardless of where Roe stands, you're not finding mm-hmm. doctors that are just mm-hmm. doing this no. that are like, Oh, you changed your mind. Okay. Right. I guess we'll go ahead and because it's, it's a, an entirely different procedure as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Uh, it's, kind yeah, of yeah, it's 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 not it's it's not the same. It's it's not as safe, but right. it's also when you like you can find many many a, a story of like women that have talked about their own late term abortions, and mm-hmm. it's not something that they wanted. It's something that was incredibly mm-hmm. painful for them. It was for a wanted pregnancy that right. they couldn't continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a heartbreaking yeah rare thing that happens mm-hmm. and yeah it's heartbreaking for everyone involved that's something that uh uh people tend to miss yeah. uh, on on the other side of things i was just gonna say and i can i, I can only speak from my anecdote yeah I, you mentioned the vast majority was like 10 to 12 mm-hmm. and then it kind of falls off mm-hmm. right. going into the third 10 to 12 is like when you get your first ultrasound and yeah. it's like Teeny tiny, right? Like, well, the, well, the vast majority that. is actually just six weeks. Well, yeah, and, okay, yeah. And the vast, it does kind of jump up to, to if you're lucky enough to, to figure out that or to find out that you're pregnant by then, mm-hmm. yeah. which right. is not yeah, always exactly. an easy thing to do. Right? There's a million reasons why you could miss your period. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. and the reason why it yeah the reason why it jumps is because you realize you're pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe um, you're training for a gymnastics meet, you know? Um, God damn right. it. <laughs> well, maybe you can't, or maybe you simply can't afford, uh, a, you know, a test. That's why, I mean? uh, that's why Manny uh, Santos on Degrassi, The Next Generation, thought she mm-hmm. missed her period. And the infamous uh, two-parter accidents will happen, or accidents may happen in season three of Degrassi, which was <laughs> not aired in the U.S. Oh, really? Only in Canada. Yep. Okay. They aired the interesting enough. They aired the the rape episodes of Degrassi yep. in the United States. They aired the school shooting episode of Degrassi in the yep. U.S. But they did not air the abortion episode. Mm. Man, well, Degrassi for being a Canadian show, it really has its finger on the pulse of the American 
you know, zeitgeist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Justice Blackman, he wrote the uh, opinion on uh, Roe v. Wade. He had this quote in there, which goes back to sort of what we were talking about earlier. Quote, we need not resolve the difficult question of when life begins. When those trained in the respective disciplines of medicine, philosophy, and theology are unable to arrive at any consensus, the judiciary in this point in the development of man's knowledge is not in a position to speculate as to the answer. End quote. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's kind of, I, I've never yeah. heard that before, but it, it's just a much yeah. what better spoken version of what I was trying to communicate earlier. Yeah, yeah. But the idea is like it's when life begins doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. So it shouldn't because be a legal no, question. Yeah. It shouldn't be a legal no. discussion. Right. Yeah. Norma had a bizarre life after that. Uh, she became yeah, an anti-abortion spokesperson. Interesting. She was actually working at a Planned Parenthood when this happened, and she quit and became really uh, outspoken. You know, she told the press in the 80s that she was raped. In 87, she told her it was not true, like that the, that whole thing was not true. And it was straight up like on her deathbed. Yeah, deathbed she, confession. Yeah, mm. that she uh, said that like I was being paid by like a special interest group to say all of these things. Oh my God. And like, I, she also I didn't had a live in, money. she had a live in girlfriend, a live in like yeah. a long term female partner yeah. that she said that once she, you know, once she started working with these anti-abortion groups, she was like, Oh yeah, no, she like literally was like, you know, we're just friends. We're just roommates kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, we used to be romantically involved, but it's fully platonic now. I'm not. Yeah. No way. We don't know. What do you. Yeah, we still live together, but we're just really good friends. Yeah, because we're really good friends. Okay. (laughs) It's it's called a sleepover. And sometimes a couple gals want to do it and maybe raise (laughs) some children together. Yeah. It's. I don't. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. I'm definitely not gay, though. Okay. Yeah, just right. calling right. around with, yeah. uh, you know, three. My really good friend. Yeah. <laughs> I. She's. She's. I. She. She's. You know, friend zone all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah. Not very believable. <laughs> it's her entire life. It's just really, oh, really sad. I mean, yeah, she's I, so sad. Getting yanked in every direction, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's just yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what history is really about. At the end of the day, is hearing about people whose lives were miserable like the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of times, yeah, her her life sounded so hard. Yeah, yeah. just from Very the get go, like she kind of never stood a chance. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, was a fucking survivor. You know, fucking mm-hmm. stuck sure. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Uh, now, because of when this came along, the hoopla uh, and fervor over Brown versus Board of Education was dying down 
among people on the politically right. So they had to be mobilized for something else, a, mm-hmm. a different reason. You need to be outraged about something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where's the moral being, panic? Come on. Right, yeah, moral panic, you know, because being People outraged, are starting to get weird about us being racist, so we need to figure yeah. out something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to trick like, these people into voting, into paying all the taxes. Yeah. Is yeah. D&D out yet? What about the rock and roll? Oh, well, that's isn't that like oh, yeah. late 70s, early 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Satanic panic. It'll get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, this this next part, all of this fits into the the, mm-hmm. the coming storm of the satanic panic. Oh, it contributes yeah. to that. Are you getting uh, into that? I'm excited. I'm going to touch on it. I'm not going to yeah, get into it. We'll, we'll all do of these. It always it always ends up touching just like a little Mm -hmm. touch on the uh, satanic. If if you cover anything going on in like like from like like seventy like nineteen seventy to what like ninety three probably, it's gonna come up. Like oh yeah, it touched every corner of American culture. Absolutely, yeah, it's pretty fucked up and ruined a lot of lives. Yeah. yeah, if you if you look at the air dates of every episode of Phil Donahue, it's right around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Phil Donahue built a whole career on on the Satanic Panic. Uh, also, <clears throat> so did Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Totally. oh yeah. I was gonna say Sally's onto something with my uh, Matthew Modine comment of earlier because Stranger just, Things. I just put it. Well, I just put it together, right? Yeah. Because okay. The the, the 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 VR abortion simulation, <laughs> yeah, kind of in Stranger Things, right? It, it's it's the the tank they put Eleven into, yeah, so she has to yeah. relive her time. No, no, the, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! A spoiler alert, possibly uh, yeah. right now for possibly, season four yeah. of Stranger Things part one. But yeah, that but is kind of in it. Just okay. So I know you've seen it. You know I've I seen have, it. Yeah. Just 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 trace your way through every dumb fucking thing I've said this entire time, and you're like, oh yeah. The second, the second you said D&D, the second you said d right now, I was like, oh yeah, oh, Stranger Things. someone yeah. else yeah. also just finished and, season and, four. And the yeah. rock and roll music, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they got, yeah. I only saw so, the first two seasons, so I don't know what. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's some, 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 some great, great, uh, some great tunes. Right yeah, sounds like you got it. some catching up to do, Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah probably. Uh, what if I told you Darth Maul showed up in it? <laughs> Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you Darth Maul and Captain America show yeah. up? <laughs> Obi, Ma- Obi Maguire. Is that, you know who I mean. Obi Maguire. <laughs> Obi Maguire is there. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the best Spider-Man. <laughs> Obi Maguire plays Spider-Man. Oh, Jedi <laughs> Spider-Man? Could you imagine it's it? It's Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan, playing Spider-Man. Yeah. He's like... Venom, what you do to the city will affect you. You must understand this. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I needed to laugh after all this bullshit. All right, yeah. all right. I'll let you continue right. there. So, okay, we're 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 gonna get into some some area where we can really bash some uh, pieces of shit here. Hell uh, yeah. Which will be better than than oh, yeah. what we've had to go through. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sally, for inviting you on such a fucking dour <laughs> episode. No, I mean it's a. She's like you can. Someone's got to do it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone's got to talk about it. So, so what happened then is because they were like, well, Brown versus Board of Education, and uh, you know went through, and now we have desegregated schools. Dang it! Mm-hmm. God dang it! God what damn are we gonna do God next? Dang it. 
and so they, you know, realized abortion. The right, let me tell you, didn't really care about abortion until Roe v. Wade happened and the mobilization of the so-called moral majority. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was led by the famous piece of shit and anti-Semite Jerry Falwell. There you go. Oh, yes. Yeah. the SEC actually uh, charged Falwell's church with church with uh, fraud and deceit um, in the uh, insuance of six point five million dollars in unsecured church bonds. So basically, they were stealing money from people that were giving money to the church. A church right? was stealing money. Right. Mm. Yeah. Weird. What? Huh? No yeah. way. Come on. No, God gave them those. Get out of here. Yeah. No uh, way. In 1984, Jerry Falwell was ordered to pay a gay rights activist and former Baptist Bible College classmate, Jerry Sloan, $5,000 after losing this court battle. Now, what this was all about uh, was in July of 1984, during a televised debate in Sacramento, California, Falwell denied calling the gay-friendly Metropolitan Community Churches brute beasts and, quote, a vile and satanic system, Mm. end quote. And that one day it will be utterly annihilated and there will be a celebration in heaven. Mm -hmm. He denied saying all of this, but uh, they were like, but I have a tape, though, Mm -hmm. of you saying. (laughs) Yeah. So almost like, why is he denied? He's like. Yeah, I said that shit. Yeah. Because yeah. he's in trouble. I know because he's in trouble, but it's like... Yeah. He's not yeah. honest, right? The people who like him are like... They're like, yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, man of God over here mm-hmm. lies yeah. to courts. And also, the moral uh, majority was also um, taken up and championed by the anti-pornographer... Uh, anti-pornography champion. He's the guy that, remember, he said uh, that porno- pornography in America was a communist plot to hurt United States. Mm-hmm. It was the con man, the thief, the money launderer, the Mother Teresa favorite himself, Charles Keating, mm-hmm. was also at the top of this moral majority. Those are the kind of people that that led the charge in the anti-abortion great, debate. Uh, great, great group group of guys, you know. Great yeah. group of guys. Yeah. Right? Solid right? group of buddies just yeah. palling around. Yeah, talk about palling around. Yeah. <laughs> Those great are the boys I want to do with. Yeah, yeah, fun times. Um, now, I, I just sort of realized now that I don't really have anything in here about Planned Parenthood or Margaret Sanger. That's almost a different episode. That, on could, its that own. could also be, a, yeah, an episode on its own. <laughs> yeah. because, Quite a few of these yeah. things could be. Yeah, this is sort of a general thing. Again, this is incomplete. Mm-hmm. It's a general knowledge of the history that you should just simply be aware of. But basically, Margaret Sanger was uh, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Leadership of Planned Parenthood changed, and Planned Parenthood itself changed through that leadership as well. Uh, that's all you really need to know going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone t- tries to tell you any differently, it's like, well, you know, the Democrats were slaveholders and they were in the South. And it's like, yeah. you need to get your, your yourself some history in mm-hmm. you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, and, and from what I understand, like, okay, so, like... Margaret Sanger was like not a great person. No, yeah. no, but she, wasn't. she wasn't like the eugenicist mastermind who who was like specifically 
you know, using birth control to like control like people of color. Like that's not she wasn't, her whole yeah. thing. No. Um, uh, she was a racist old lady. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But she wanted everyone to have birth control. Like, uh, right? I know that uh, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. it, it's a. It's a. It's a little bit more of a gray issue than that. It's more. She was pro family planning across yeah. the board because I think it but, was. It was mostly family planning. You know, terminology at that at that point. Yeah, she wanted married white women to be able to not get pregnant if they didn't want to. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it was kind of a like everyone should plan their families. But if you're not white, you should like really plan your family. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. a different yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. plan them over there and like make them smaller, maybe not existent at all. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, to me, that's like about that's about like a standard level of racism for the time. So well, and, I'm not even surprised you, by that. And when you I'm not saying that, it's good, but yeah. it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> but when you hear that kind of shit, you know, like you you really can't blame like people like Jesse Jackson for being like, uh, yeah, I'm against abortion because all, all of them are like, uh, black babies dying, you know? And, and Mm -hmm. basically what he's doing is he's buying into the idea of replacement theory Mm -hmm. from the opposite end. Mm -hmm. Right. He was afraid that, that there was a eugenics program or some kind of uh, genocide that was going to happen, which with the history of this country, it's hard to put it past this country. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Um, it's not the case. It's not. But the it's like, well, you know, in this <laughs> case, you know, in, yeah. in that case, sometimes, you know, you can you can notice that. I do want to mention, though, that like not having access to abortion and contraceptives uh, at the ready disproportionately disaffects the people of color communities across this uh, nation mm-hmm. um, more so than you know anyone else um, in the same way that most medical or I, but probably yeah. every medical uh, sort of absolutely issue goes mm-hmm. and specifically well, like be... black women have ridiculously high uh, rates of mortality on every end but especially maternal mortality oh yeah you're what like four times as likely to die from childbirth. Something like, like that. Now, yeah. If you're a black woman, like it's, like, it's ridiculous. That's insane. It's insane. Like in the year 2022, yeah. that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah. Uh, not in a good way. Um, no. no, absolutely not. What the right basically took up to chip away at Roe v. Wade was this idea that came through uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. The justices imposed a new standard to determine the validity of laws restricting abortions. Okay, the new standard asks whether a state abortion regulation has the purpose or effect of imposing an quote undue burden, undue On burden, on the mother. Uh, which is defined as a substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus attains viability. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of vagaries going Mm -hmm. going on in there. But especially undue burden. It's like, isn't having an unwanted pregnancy already an undue burden? (laughs) Yeah. The same, like, argument about the the gray area of what viability means. Right. 
I, I think they, they, I mean, they write this shit with, with vagary as like, it's the reason why. Yeah. And so you can litigate it from all these different fucking directions and pull, pull it apart. Yeah. They use vagary as a weapon, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> not meant to be ironclad because it's by design. Well, yeah. I mean, our constitution is written by, uh, written that way as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so like Supreme Court cases can just kind of like keep building and like, Sort of it's because on paper, John Hancock it looks hated good. The rules, and he just wanted us to trash <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, just a theory. And he loves the Al- or he loves uh, Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have there's heard no that rules too. It's just right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> loves the blue onion. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? What am I saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but under this standard. The only provision that actually fails the, quote, undue burden test was the husband notification requirement. Yes, mm-hmm. there were some states that required you to notify the uh, the man on the side of the uh, equation. I always uh, it's like, I always make sure to turn my husband notifications off. <laughs> you don't need to say Keep them uh, on silent. Not even vibrant. Yeah. Both, yeah. both you and my wife. Keep yeah. them on silent. They turn them right oh. off. Uh, while all of this is escalating, right, and the moral majority is being mobilized uh, to vote the way they want them to, of course, there are extremists that will come about because of this. A couple of groups in this country that are still operating. One of them, which is kind of the overarching uh, organization, is called the White Rose Society. Does anyone know where the White Rose Society came from? Is it a I mean, reference I was to Batman's Sailor Moon, parents but... dying? <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. And Batman's parents Batman's dying. Batman's parents, yeah. Yeah, because well, Sailor, Sailor Moon... Moon killed Batman's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, now that is something I might watch. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's the ultimate crossover. But it's got to be something super cool because it sounds like mm-hmm. a super cool thing. It is pretty cool. Where it came from originally, um, it was this group of like intellectuals from colleges that opposed the Nazis in Germany. They were. Uh, people within Germany that oppose the Nazis. And I like that. They were, I like that so far. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're on a I'm pro good. opposing Nazis. Yes, yes. Yeah. Who isn't? Well, Nazis. Uh, <laughs> these days, shockingly, uh, you, you know, the election well, of uh, 2016 sure uh, showed me mm-hmm. that there were a few yeah. more than I thought. It's like, um, I thought we were all against these guys. Don't you guys like Indiana Jones? They're like, we're watching it for a different reason. Uh, <laughs> Even that bad guy, Indiana Jones? Yeah. Who's melting those uh, First Amendment rights uh, activists' faces <laughs> off? Yeah. It's power God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, I'm sure it's that. power. It's a power of God. Yep. Read your Bible. The White Rose Society, yeah, it, it was founded for, for fighting Nazis, basically. It's been uh, reappropriated and probably misappropriated, I would say, by this other group of mainly men who are violently uh, anti-abortion. Mm. White Rose Society, they meet 
to mourn the loss of the unborn life. Mm. Um, and that's what they do. And they, and they view themselves as fighting an immoral government, much like the original White Rose Society, which is icky, uh, yeah. honestly. It is icky. It is icky, because it's forever I'm now itched. tainted, yeah. the original. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the, the original Nazis did with uh, the swastika. swastika. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's ruined forever. Yeah, it's Nazis done. have a have a Don't track record of fucking up yeah, good yeah. symbols. Um, yeah, no more, no more swastikas, no more little mustaches. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, uh, the name Adolf. What they would do is they would, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Adolf. Yeah, the German people had to come up with a whole new other common name. Mm. <laughs> um, Jadolf. <laughs> <laughs> They're efficient, <laughs> not creative. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But what they would do, they would also uh, distribute uh, wanted posters with abortionists faces, contact information, home addresses on them. And and, you know, baby murderer, baby killer. Uh, they distribute uh, photographs of uh, uh, aborted fetuses. They were doxing and, before uh, there was a term for it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I was gonna say these guys sound like Scientologists. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I forgot to mention uh, when we were sort of like looking at this type of thing. Uh, there was one dog shit abortionist back in the day before Roe v. Wade, who, when he was finished with the abortion, held up this bloody bag and said to the woman, "Look what you did." Mm. Oh, and like geez. it totally scarred her fucking awful that's, anyway yeah, it's horrifying yeah I hope at least one woman said I can't believe I ate the whole thing they also have a website which has uh, I've been to it oh, uh, I'm God. sure I'm on some FBI list now uh, because <laughs> Uh, they're considered a terrorist group in America that is still okay. operating. As they um, should be. It has lots of pictures of aborted fe- fetuses on there. Not pleasant to look at, let me tell you that. Um, also, maybe not all of them are actually like real images because yes. these people are yeah. known to doctor and lie and use different Absolutely. animal embryos mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. They're not known for their, their, their truthfulness in general, nor their yeah. medical or scientific accuracy. Oh, mm-hmm. and we're going to, we're going to get to the people that run this shit. And, yeah. uh, I wouldn't trust a single word they say no. personally, you know, no. most of those pictures on there are just pictures of Quato from total recall. <laughs> <laughs> You can cut that. That's, That's fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. Get it's fine. It's making fun uh, of them. Yeah. That was no, my this... hope, but I feel like someone's going to take it out of context. Of yeah. Like, they made it this far into the episode. Yeah, that's true. Now, basically since 1977, when, when the moral majority was really being mobilized, uh, in the United States and Canada, there have been 17 attempted murders, 383 death threats, 153 incidents, incidences of assault or battery, 13 wounded, 
100 butyric acid stink bomb attacks. This is something that is in their manual, which I'll get mm -hmm. to in a second. It's kind of like the anarchist cookbook for oh, yeah. anti-abortion terrorists. 373 physical inva uh, invasions, 41 bombings, uh, 655 anthrax threats, 655, three kidnappings, all committed against abortion providers. And it's not mm. always the doctor. Sometimes, mm -hmm. like well, a lot of the time, it's it's straight up like the front person working at the front desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I can mm -hmm. I can I can speak to that with uh, Planned Parenthood. I mean, you have to sign a lot, even just to volunteer there uh, at a clinic. You have to, you know, have, like, go through a bunch of paperwork, sign a bunch of waivers, and also read a bunch of sort of guidelines and warnings about things that you might see your experience or the risk that, you know, you're putting yourself in, which isn't, I mean, it's, it's for an actual, you know, the medical staff of like a private abortion clinic, I feel like it's, it's much higher risk, but still it, you have to take it seriously because this is something that has happened before, you know, people have bombed clinics and they've mm -hmm. committed acts of violence. And there was a time, uh, when I was, uh, still working with Planned Parenthood and someone like came into the clinic, uh, like, you know, to open up super early that morning and someone on like the side of the building had spray painted Jesus. That's all it said. And it could have mm -hmm. just been a basic tag, but mm -hmm. it also, because it's a Planned Parenthood building, it was something that had to be reported to like the FBI and we had to shut down wow. and have these like specialized people come check the premises and keep an eye on things because oh, yeah. wow. you never know. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a legitimate threat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm being anywhere near one, uh, almost anywhere in the United States. I mean, uh, there is some kind of, would you say there's some kind of threat? Like, do you feel like, did you feel like a little bit of threat while working there? I mean, I, I was, I was aware of it. I, never felt I never experienced anything that made me feel like actively scared but mm -hmm. they again they like let you know when you first start you know if you're going to spend a good amount of time whether that's working or volunteering or you know whatever uh you need to know that this is something that could happen uh right. mm -hmm. so yeah. you should be you know vigilant I guess yeah yeah which is like a stupid, you shouldn't have to be hyper vigilant in a doctor's office. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't have God. to worry or, about like someone like bursting through the room. Like it's, yeah. it's, or, or your doctor suddenly dropping dead. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. That too. Yeah. <sighs> it is, it is said that one fifth of uh, clinics in the year 2000 experienced some sort of extremist activity. And I mean, I think that could be, you know, anything as small as writing, you know, spray painting Jesus on the wall mm -hmm. um, or something as big as, you know, a bombing or, or yeah. kidnapping. Following or like someone that. home. Yeah. A, right. Following yeah. someone's kid home from school. Yeah. Taking pictures. Which is something that happens with uh, Dr. Tiller. Uh, yeah. Many we're occasions. about to talk about oh, Dr. Yeah. Tiller. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of um, which. This the, the the main group that is responsible 
uh, for this is a group called the Army of God. It is a, a leaderless American Christian terrorist organization. One of those good uh, old American Christian terrorist organizations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah indeed. Clearly not the Army of Creativity and Originality. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't like be like the yeah. sword of Michael or something. Like, at least, at least in like came to their head. Cool. the yeah. the Left Behind books are like we're the tribulation force. Like that, you know. Oh, that's, yeah. Okay, I get it. That's kind of that sounds <laughs> yeah. badass. Okay, Kurt Cameron, I see you. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, just army of God. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> These uh, the members of Army of God, they perpetrated uh, anti-abortion violence, uh, according to the uh, Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Joint Terrorism Knowledge Base. The Army of God is, quote, Can we just call him Aog. Yeah, you can't go Aog. Aog. I don't know. <laughs> Aog. Uh, Army of God America, Aog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is an active underground terrorist organization uh, operating in the United States. In addition to numerous property crimes, the group has committed acts of kidnapping, attempted murder, and murder. Uh, mm -hmm. Members uh, even sent, like, phony anthrax through the mail when the anthrax scare was going on. Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, it wasn't real anthrax, and it's like, yeah, but it was when... People yeah, that's not. You scared, yeah, you scared <laughs> the shit out of someone. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's yeah, terrorism, you know. Yeah, yeah that was literally, literally the intent was to terror, yeah. terrorize. You get uh, really excited because you think you got cocaine in the mail. You get really scared because you <laughs> think you might have anthrax. <laughs> then you find out it's baby powder and sawdust. And it's you a whirlwind of emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh boy, oh no, oh yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> wait, who said, oh, this is bad. Like, am I in danger? Yeah. <laughs> also a huge waste of resources. Like if you call in like yeah. an anthrax scare to a local, you know, to local right. law enforcement, they have to bring out like everyone. They have to bring out hazmat teams. I mean, it's a huge mm -hmm. deal. It is yeah. it, taken very, very seriously. So it is a ginormous waste of time yeah. and mm -hmm. resources. And I think that's kind of dollar. part of the idea, yeah. though, isn't it? Like, it's like the same thing as swatting. Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're just looking to, like, shut them down, cause damage mm -hmm. to where they're, like, yeah. not operating. People, I mean, swatting, and that can actually result in yes. unintentional deaths. But... Demonst oh, yeah. Demonstrably. Oh, yeah. yeah. This group is also responsible for sending a death threat via letter to the Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman, who wrote the majority opinion for Roe v. Wade, uh, mm -hmm. who I quoted earlier. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of a sticking point when when these people are prosecuted. They're like, well, are you going to try to assassinate, like, you know, one of our officials? Because now, now we're actually talking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, when you make a bunch of, like, death threats against abortion providers, the cops kind of like, yeah, well... We'll watch out, you know, but if you mm -hmm. make a threat against, like, a Supreme Court justice, you know, now we have to take it seriously, right? Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Certainly not before. Yeah. The Army of God Manual is an anonymous document 
which was written by anti-abortionist members of the Army of God and is widely endorsed by them. And according to their website, the manual is, quote, not to be construed as sanctioning any group or individual to perform any action. Mm-hmm. End quote. Hmm. So, they, so they at least they have at least one lawyer in that group. Right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, you we got to Okay, we, you know, clinics. I'm on I'm on your side, but we got to we got to watch our butts a little bit here. So yeah, we got to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like uh, this Allegedly. isn't for doing anything bad. Now that we got that out of the way, here's all the directions on how to make bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And and in particular, uh, butyric acid was uh, detailed on how to make that. Um, it's just a really foul-smelling acid that I can actually uh, harm your respiratory system as well. Mm, um, it's like COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, you can inject it. <laughs> you can inject st- it. Stinky COVID. <laughs> yeah, stinky COVID. Stinky yeah. COVID. <laughs> you can like inject it through keyholes and stuff. Mm. You know, and you have to like at least replace like a bunch of furniture and stuff. It costs some money. Again, to just chip away anything they can do to chip away. Yeah. At that is something they will do. So in 1993, a woman named Shelley Shannon, an active member in the Army of God, mm. she was convicted of attempted murder when she shot Dr. George Tiller five mm-hmm. times. And he survived. He, uh, this time, he survived. Yeah. Before this, in June of eight, uh, 1986, his clinic was firebombed. And uh, uh, luckily, no one was harmed in the firebombing. But still, you know, uh, while it was being rebuilt, uh, Tiller actually displayed a sign that said, uh, quote, Hell no, we won't go, end mm-hmm. quote, uh, which is great. <laughs> where was this clinic again? Uh, where was George Tiller uh, operating? It's like Ohio or Indiana, maybe? Uh, yeah, something like that. Some, I want to like, say. Yeah, so, middle America, kind of. I was expecting like Texas, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, but that's surprising. Seems All like right. uh, Texas is uh, causing a lot of problems as far as this goes. Kansas, Wichita. Yo, uh, that's not okay. bad. Okay, Kansas. Now, at the time she attacked Dr. Tiller, Shannon had been an anti-abortion extremist for five years previously and had written letters of support to the convicted murderer, Michael Griffin, who had uh, already mm. murdered Dr. David Gunn. Uh, she called him a hero. On uh, May 31st, which is today that we are recording this. Oh, yes. Oh. In 2009... Dr. George Tiller was fatally shot in in the side of the head uh, by an anti-abortion extremist, uh, Scott Roeder, uh, during he was actually at church. He was at um, church. Yeah. Yeah. He was at church. He was he was uh, handing he was an usher and he was handing out uh, church bullet bulletins at his at his church in, in yeah, Wichita, uh, the Reformation Lutheran Church. Leading up to this, uh, Bill O'Reilly on his show uh, was calling him a murderer and saying that, you know, well, I wouldn't want to be him when the uh, judgment day comes. And basically, mm-hmm. he's, I believe, he is complicit in uh, Dr. Tiller's yeah. murder. He is. You know, by putting his I face out there and calling him a murderer and those things, mm-hmm. you know, he's complicit. In the way that a um, lot of uh, his contemporaries and the people that uh, have followed Bill O'Reilly are complicit in 
things that happen. 100%. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, when Dr. Tiller had his funeral with his family there, the Westboro Baptist Church came and picketed. Those goofs. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is the the company uh, you keep, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, uh, When you're... When, when you're high and mighty, basically, and uh, you say all of these uh, hurtful things uh, towards women that are looking for, again, a way to control their lives. Uh, the company you keep are, are the people we're talking about. Westboro Baptist Church, Shelly Shannon, uh, these people. You the know, most Christian, another... the most uh, Jesus-like yeah. people that I can think of. Uh, right. <laughs> Very Christ-like. Christian, Christian Al-Qaeda. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, no joke, like no lies detected. Uh, Another such piece of shit who to this day in interviews shows no remorse and is proud that he shows no remorse. Paul Jennings Hill. uh, He was found guilty of the murder of both Dr. John Britton and his clinic escort, James Barrett, uh, when he emptied a shotgun into both of them as they pulled up to the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, he said that God guided his hands. Um, he emptied the shotgun. He even reloaded uh, before he realized they were dead. And he laid the shotgun on the ground so when the police got there, they wouldn't shoot him immediately. Right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And he went to also, jail. Also, we should right? talk about uh, just like we should address the fact that clinic escorts, that's right. something that, you know, it's not a job job that's a volunteer position that people right. can do and there's only a need for that because of violent protesters mm-hmm. um, these yeah, are people that volunteer their own time to help protect women that are going in for any reason too i mean yeah. you can get screamed at because you're going in to get a pap smear Right. Mm-hmm. They're just assuming that, you know, you're going in to get an abortion when generally speaking, that's not the only thing that these clinics no. practice. But I believe it's pronounced pap schmear. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, going uh, in to get a pap schmear. Going into Einstein's plan, to get a pap schmear. Yeah. So. Doesn't Planned Parenthood also help like men that are dealing with cancer? I mean, so they Planned Parenthood. I mean, it's location to location, but. Yeah. Like the majority of like the locations don't even provide like surgical abortion mm-hmm. services. Right. They can give you referrals, but mm-hmm. they're like basic healthcare clinics. You can go there right. and get a strep test if you need one, but you right. can absolutely get prostate exams there. Yeah. You can get breast exams. You can get patch Just mirrors. full of condoms. For free. Get tested. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Tested for uh, STDs as yeah, well. Yeah. Treated for them too. And treated for them. Yeah. 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 They do a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, it it sucks that there is a need for clinic escorts because like you don't know, like when people are like camping outside of the abortion clinic, you know, screaming at people that are going inside. You don't know if one of them is packing heat, which they might, and whether or not they want to use it on you today. You know what I mean? The people mm-hmm. that there were people that at the clinic that I worked at or the health center next to the clinic, but um, every Sunday there was a group of like little old ladies that would sit and like, like on the sidewalk next to the parking lot 
and they would Mm -hmm. just pray the rosary and they didn't bother anyone, which I mean, it's still frustrating. It's like people are going in here to get, you know, just medical services. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's not, but also you, you never know. I mean, that's, that's certainly not representative of all clinic protesters, not even close. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying, but at least (laughs) they're not like the, uh, you know, there's a HBO documentary, you know, that shows members of the army of fourth and Jack or, Oh, it's, it's a street. It's a street corner. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I watched, I watched what was available on YouTube and it ends kind of abruptly. The, the, the people involved, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anywhere near me. I'm sorry. Like they are unhinged. They are out of their minds. You know what I mean? But one guy straight up goes, yeah, so, uh, God told me I had to circumcise myself. (laughs) Okay. And it's like, wow. (laughs) You know know what? I bet he could have gone to one of these clinics and they would have, you know, circumcised him in a, uh, in a much cleaner uh, manner, yeah. much less mm-hmm. painful. Yeah. Much yeah. safer. Did you do that there? Yeah. I should have got that done. <laughs> now, now his dick looks like a, like a can of beans. He tried to open with a pen knife. <laughs> <laughs> Just ragged edges. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. And that's uh. why, that's why he's uh he's so mad about all these darn people having sex too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's never going to he be. Cause in, he's not uh, doing it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. It hurts. I think yeah. he needs to get, he needs to put some wax on his dick, peel it off, get it. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, dip the tip, dip the tip. <laughs> uh, there was another, there was, uh, Eric Robert Randolph. Now he perpetrated too many names. Yeah, right. (laughs) Too many first names. Yeah. He he perpetrated the Centennial Olympic Park bombing in Atlanta. Mm. So while the Olympics were going on at in Atlanta, he set off a bomb there during the uh, 1996. Was it Summer Olympics? Uh, Yeah, that sounds yeah for Atlanta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And his his reasoning. Uh, was because people were, the Olympics in particular, they were celebrating, to use his terms, global socialism. Yeah, okay. Global socialism uh, is what he wanted. These... <laughs> you in know the heart of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you look at the, the way in which money is made through, like, it is a very capitalist venture, the, yeah. the Olympics. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, though a lot of times... Uh, the athletes end up broke. It's they're not the ones making the money. Uh, it's the organizers and the, the. He he was on the run for a long time. It took him actually a long time to catch him. Uh, but he actually, when they did catch him, uh, he confessed to three other bombings. One of an abortion clinic in Atlanta, in Sandy Springs, Atlanta suburb of Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, January sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven. And on the other side lounge of Atlanta, which was a lesbian bar in February 21st, 1997. Uh, no which one gets more five. abortions than lesbians. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. Like, dude, <laughs> like, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't you want more 
more lesbians then? Like, yeah. I don't get it. You yeah. know, you don't solve a lot of your problems. It's yeah, it's because they don't want to have sex with him. That's all. It yeah, is. Yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, have you seen his penis? It looks like a. No. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to open with a pen. <laughs> they all have that. Have you seen his face? <laughs> have you seen what he looks like? And I imagine how he Jake Busey's character man. from The Frighteners. Can I just sit right now? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Just all teeth, shotgun, mm-hmm. wild eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he actually uh, bombed another one in uh, Birmingham, Alabama on uh, January 29th, 1998. And actually, 1998 was the worst year in this country for anti-abortion violence among uh, these uh, extremist Christian terror groups. That that bomb, the one in Birmingham, uh, it actually killed an off-duty police officer that was a security guard, acting as a security guard. He was I, he was volunteering at this mm-hmm. uh, clinic. He found the bomb and it and it went off. And another woman that was going inside. Uh, her name was M- Emily Lyons. Uh, she was a nurse that was on her way inside. Uh, she was injured, uh, but Robert Sanderson uh, was killed immediately uh, by this bomb. Um, his bombs, uh, they contained nails and things like that, the, the nail bombs. Um, this yeah. is something that the manual talks heavily about, about making these like pipe bombs and explosives. Yeah, throws debris everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like shrapnel. what um... And they, they say specifically nails. So that's you can you can definitely know that this guy's getting his information from the Army of God and not the didn't Anarchist Cookbook, right? Ted no. Kaczynski do that kind of thing? Was didn't he have nails? Yeah, yeah. Ted Kaczynski is a is a different thing. He's but, a completely uh, yeah. No, he's a kind of a unique case. Yeah. Hey, Ted Kaczynski's bombs had nails, but they were nails he made himself. He was a pretty DIY guy, so <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> That was his main thing. He was yeah. a character. He made the sunglasses and the hoodie himself. There's <laughs> 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 a handyman in that shit. He's an amazing yeah. seamstress, actually. In another yeah. another lifetime, could have seen him on Project Runway. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I, I made my own aviator sunglasses, but I still like have to squat to shit in this hole. <laughs> yeah. you know? Priorities, okay. Yeah, he he was on on he was a fugitive for five years after this bombing in in Birmingham. And he was basically hiding out in the hills of, you know, his native uh, North Carolina. They actually caught him dumpster diving. Mm-hmm. So, like, he hid for five years and they could never find him until they found him dumpster diving. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know? probably where he got the majority of his food. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, it was actually a rookie cop that found him. And I just, oh. man, I wish I could have been in that cop car when he I positively identified him because I I just imagine like oh sure thing boss you know like <laughs> I, think this is the I think I got my man boss <laughs> you know <laughs> like, it's like wow hunting criminals is easy yeah yeah I'm really on the beat today hey boss yeah, it's way like <laughs> Kenny Banya <laughs> uh, now, his brother, Eric Rudolph, when his, his his brother was arrested for all this stuff, in protest of his brother going to jail, he took a circular saw and cut his own hand off. Cool. That'll show him. It's a little Which dramatic. I can't fucking imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He videotaped it. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so he thought like, okay, I cut my own hand off for sure. They're going to let him go yeah. <laughs> because there's a press. There's such a precedence for that right. in our justice yeah. system. Look how upset yeah. I am. You gotta like, yeah. they always let go he, when you cut I your miss hand my off. brother. Yeah. He knew that it wasn't his hand holding his brother in jail. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a metaphor. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he might, he might've just got confused. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> but the one the one that runs this website, the Army of God website, is a real winner of a human being. Org. Um, <laughs> uh, his oh, name <laughs> is Neil Horsley. Uh, that's his name. <laughs> that sounds like a Tim and Eric name. Right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Neil yeah. Horsley. Uh, Will Forte. Uh, As Neil Horsley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah now. Uh yeah now. <laughs> Bring me another pair of pants. Uh now he believes, uh, to this day, that the abortion issue will bring about another civil war mm-hmm. in the United States. Now I mean <laughs> it might. God, it might. <laughs> like that's one thing where I'm like, I mean, if y'all got crazy enough, maybe, you know, I I don't want to do that. You know? It would be but it would Jesus. be a mix of that and a bunch of other mm-hmm. yeah. things. Yes, yeah, other not shit. just not just that. At least not on the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it kind of it's kind of like being like that. putting marshmallows in vanilla ice cream makes it Rocky Road. It's like there's some other stuff in there too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like racism uh, and automatic weapons. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the peanuts and the. Other <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> yeah. uh, Neil Horsley, all this stuff is stuff that he has said. Okay, I, I'm getting this from that documentary that from he's the horse's from mouth. From the horsley's mouth. Straight from the horsley's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Primo, just, uh, just yeah. Just uh, horsing around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> During the counterculture time, uh, he was against the Vietnam War, and he believed that uh, smoking and distributing marijuana made him some sort of outlaw, right? So mm. he wanted okay. to distribute marijuana all over the United States to make himself an outlaw, I guess. Wow, what a badass. No, it's yeah, like, cool dude the coming through. You, wow. It, it's like you smoked weed like a bunch over the course of like a year and arrived like, at some interesting conclusions. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, it's interesting to him. I have too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just worry if my cat loves me enough when I'm high. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> or to be specific, that my cat thinks I don't love her enough. Right. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And I have to hug my cat. I was uh, like, oh, love you, kitty. And they're like, because yeah. <laughs> you're holding them. Yeah. Or I eat a whole pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All uh, this time, you could have been becoming an outlaw, though. Yeah. yeah right. Fucking yeah. crazy. Uh, <laughs> could have been an outlaw. Instead, I made a sloppy Joe quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Neil Horsley was the guy that started the Army of God website. And, you know, he would put names and addresses of abortionists on there. And then when they were killed, he would put a line through their name. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or gray them out when they were 
like when they weren't able to perform abortions, right? Mm-hmm. So like if somebody had damaged the clinic or if something had happened where they couldn't actually go on with business, their name would be grayed out, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if a law made the... was passed, maybe too. Right. <laughs> if funding was cut, yeah. Right. And and by the way, like doing that, like, well, I don't want my tax dollar to go to abortion. It doesn't. It never has. No, but but even if it did, to withhold that funding, that is still moral based funding that that yeah. relies on the fact that we are either giving or withholding money based off of morals that are set from a a particular religion or ideology, uh, which is not what this country is based on. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. Uh, Read all the Enlightenment thinkers. They will all disagree with you if you think Mm -hmm. that is true. Horsley, (laughs) he he, yeah, he's in the documentary. He's very he's very uh, uh, outspoken. And he's kind of hilarious to listen to because he has his voice is kind of hilarious. And I don't feel bad for mocking his voice like a Jordan uh, Peterson kind of situation. Well, he, talks, <laughs> he talks like this. And what of these days, all the transgressions are going to come down and there's going to be a civil war in this country. And it's like, man, you are talking like a fucking cartoon character. (laughs) Cartoon, like old prospector kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, To be fair, I was kind of shocked the first time I heard Mitch McConnell speak. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) However, yeah, Mr. Horsley in a 2005 interview that was on TV, cameras were pointed at him and he decided to say this. Now, he could have meant this from two Two possible contexts, and I'll I'll mention them after I say what this is, but it shows you just how fucking unhinged of a person you would have to be and hungry for attention you would Mm -hmm. have to be in order to talk about something like this while cameras are pointed at you. Anyway, he mentioned that when he was an adolescent, he had engaged in bestiality, including... Oh, having no. sex with a mule. Okay. Uh, is that uh, it? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Then he isn't like, and then the Lord showed me the way, but or well, see, he's I, just I, like, I, nah, this happened. He just wanted to get that off what, his chest. <laughs> I think that's okay. one way he he so could have could have. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, I accidentally got this mule pregnant when I was a teenager. Yeah. And she kept it <laughs> because it was a gift from yeah. God. I think, I think that he's he, like, so he was doing it to or? be like, I think he was doing Step it to be to like, like, yeah, <laughs> you know how like born again Christians will be like, before I was a born again, I was mm-hmm. a, I was a Satanist. We sacrificed mm-hmm. people to yeah. Satan. And it's like, no, you didn't. You fucking mm-hmm. asshole. Stop saying that. Uh, this like that feeds into the satanic panic. I uh-huh. do still believe that Horsley might have fucked a mule. Yeah, no, no. He definitely fucked a mule. Yeah. Oh, I still believe he, like, it. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. fucked a mule, smoked a cigarette behind an Arby's one time, and then, like, built the whole thing around. Where do you think he got the name? <clears throat> yeah. He yeah. <laughs> was behaving Horsley. <laughs> yeah. Or, or he was lying about it, which is so weird. Also Because weird. there were cameras on you. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand this person. I don't really want to understand this person. Yeah. 
It's like, so y'all, y- y'all fuck uh, horses or what? Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is the company you're keeping. They fuck horses, <laughs> don't they? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, um, first and foremost, we've said this before, uh, even during this episode, but abortion will not stop if it's illegal. Women will simply just die. Mm-hmm. That is the case. Okay. I don't care how many of your pregnancy crisis centers are out there. Uh, if they're on every block, abortions will happen. And if they're not made safe and available, women will die. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just the fucking reality right there. Performed legally and safely on a woman who desires it. Induced abortions do not increase the risk of long term mental or physical problems. This is just this is all a myth that comes from from uh, circumstantial and anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. which right. people that, that, you know, really think that they think logically will fall into these uh, logical. Oh, the fallacies. anecdotal thing where it's like, yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, yeah. well, it worked anecdotal, for me or like, you know, yeah, yeah anecdotal, anecdotal mischaracterizations, things like this. It's something that I sort of expect now. Now, these crisis pregnancy centers, they peddle false information. They are nothing short of con artists, I believe. They almost never have an actual medical person on staff. Um, No. It's it's not accredited in any sort of any sort of way. Yeah, it's like it's like it's the church of hospitals. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, there you go. So there's like no. There's no one that's actually going to save you. You know what I mean? Uh, there. And, Sounds uh, like Mother of, Teresa. Right, like Mother Teresa. May as well go see Mother Teresa. Um, mm-hmm. they, they peddle false information on not only pregnancy, but abortion and contraception. They even said that, you know, after an abortion, uh, sometimes a woman could die because the legs or arms are inside the heart or lungs what? of the woman. I'm serious. That's I'm serious. That's <laughs> and it's not like, that's how not how that works. Work. That's not. You fucking crazy person. Doesn't, yeah. This person doesn't understand even like elementary school. Like, yeah. that's like Cronenberg shit right there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. You uh, get in there and it's just stuff. like a, the inside of like a vacuum bag. It's just, mm. it's all, it's all, <laughs> all kind of, it's all in there. Prove yeah. me wrong. Yeah. They're also known and to show up. Uh, they'll show you other people's ultrasounds. They don't know yeah. how to use actual ultrasound machines. No, so they'll they, show they someone even... that's, you know, six weeks pregnant, the right. ultrasound of someone that's 26 weeks pregnant. Oh, right. really? Just to, like, freak them out. Yeah. That's yeah. a fucking scam. It is. Yeah, it is. is a, yes. an ultrasound. Is it my ultrasound? It... It's an ultrasound. It's an ultrasound. Yeah. 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 No more questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a doctor. Uh, yeah, I'm a so. doctor. Of with a question mark. <laughs> theology. Yeah. Uh, Are you a doctor? I have a stethoscope. Yeah. You didn't answer uh, my question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this can actually exacerbate uh, 
the problems some of these women have because if they accidentally walk into one of these crisis pregnancy centers thinking it is a place that provides abortion, what what ends up happening is you can actually get a lot of misinformation about what is going to happen to you uh, and to your body uh, during this process, and it will keep you from actually getting an abortion by the time you need one. And sometimes... Mm-hmm. You know, people again, I mentioned this earlier, but but people realize that what they were told at the crisis pregnancy center was a bunch of horseshit and they went to go get an actual abortion and it was too late. You know, yeah. And again, there's there's a lot of abortion doctors out there that were like, yep, it happened. I had to tell her, like, no, nope, you're having this baby now. And again, it just goes against this bonkers, ludicrous idea that like, oh, no, we'll do it any time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that fucking never happens unless it's fu- like an extraordinary uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll, they'll brag to you about how much money they give to these things and how they take care of women with their own money and stuff. Good for you, right? Mm-hmm. But this isn't on a government level, right? This isn't offered to every woman. I would imagine this isn't offered to women of color. Mm. Or black women, that this is mainly offered to white suburban Midwestern women, (laughs) predominantly. I'd venture to guess. Um, I don't actually have the numbers. Uh, They have the number. They have whatever numbers they have. I don't trust a word they say. Mm -hmm. Uh, So even showing me those numbers, I don't even know if it would prove anything to me. They're also not great with hooking these women up with actual social services. Like they convince them to keep their pregnancy and then then that's it it's like well okay you're on your own oh you can go to this like special like this christian counseling service right. but they're not going to get you the help and the support that you actually need mm-hmm. right telling a telling somebody that that jesus died for their sins and everything's going to be okay in the end uh is not always a sufficient yeah. answer right that you need in that moment Sorry, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. not. And let's face it, they're not going to pay to help keep that kid alive for 18 years. They're just no. not going to do it. They'll, they'll do it as long as it's convenient. And they'll, they'll even say, like, give the woman maternity clothes, uh, help her out with diapers. But you got to you got to cut her off. Mm-hmm. And it's like. So what the fuck is the point then? <laughs> you yeah. know, if your own program doesn't work, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Babies are super expensive, man. Babies are super expensive. And if you don't have if you don't have a safety net, if you don't have, uh, you know, a big, uh, you know, if if both parents don't have good jobs, if you don't have help from family, if you don't have, uh, you know, um, just a bunch of things that you need in order to 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 make it work. Kids gonna have a hard time. The parents are gonna have a hard time, and there's there's no way like resentment isn't fomented, you know, yeah. and to some degree. But uh, you know, you got to push your political agenda, you know. Yeah. And uh, to this day, there is this myth uh, out there from the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center here in Seattle. They did this study that they fucked up on and have since recanted. Uh, but since it came out, uh, too it's late. too late. It's out there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that by having an abortion, it increases your risk of uh, having breast cancer. Okay. Is not Not true. true. No. Not true. But even legal abortionists are, you have to tell 
the patients that even even so you know as an abortionist you can go i don't agree with it there is no evidence that says that this is true but i am legally obligated uh to tell you that mm-hmm. uh, it's so stupid and they'll keep saying this over and over again it's like do you know how the body works at all do you know how cancer works at all mm-hmm. i don't know and of course you know they have the fetus funerals uh mm-hmm. at the end uh trying to make that a law oh yeah things like this there was one such pregnancy center that was run by this uh fucking lunatic ex-marine guy he was inviting uh teenage girls that uh you know probably just needed an abortion and and go home he was inviting them over so they could have their babies you know in his pregnancy center turns out he was molesting them <laughs> oh god uh so you're not safe with these people no. you know what mm-hmm. i mean um uh, at least that wait, when you go when you go into the abortion center and it's just like a guy's garage and he's like lay down on the bench press next to the poster you're like yeah. what no that's no. when you know you've walked into the wrong place it, it yeah. looks like that basement doctor in the, the 89 batman Yep, yep. You see what I have to work with. (laughs) (laughs) They'll also try to chip away at at existing abortion clinics by giving them ridiculous building code standards that they have to adhere to with giant hallways, like hospital hallways and shit, you know, where they're like, well, abortion clinics have to be like hospitals. And they have to be this close to emergency rooms and things like that, too, geographically speaking. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah. Or or then they'll make another law that's like, oh, but it can't be this close to a school. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you have you're to find not only windows. like, like, where can you go? Right. And that's the mm-hmm. point. Right. That's the point of what they're doing. Uh, if we it's can't tr- if we can't outright get rid of it, let's just make it as. Yeah. As difficult as humanly possible. And mm-hmm. would you say an undue burden? Yeah. I, you know what? Actually, yeah. I would say that's quite fitting. Right? Quite right? Fitting. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the funding, too. They're like, well, if we pay for for women who have been raped, if we pay for their abortions, then women are going to lie about being raped to get free abortions. Oh, my God. This is real. I mean, they said this on the on the Senate floor. Yeah. You know? Astounding. Honestly, like, like some of the stuff that they think women just want and are willing to subject yeah. themselves to for the like, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, somewhere in there, they have to recognize that she really wants an abortion and she's will, willing to go with, to great lengths to get one that should tell you that there's some sort of importance and validity to what she wants and needs and at the same time they're still going to use it as like a get out of of jail free card um those two things i don't know they just don't jive with me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Uh, yeah they just don't they don't care they just they don't care they they truly do not i mean they don't care about women they they i mean it's yeah. Um, They're not even trying to hide it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, more things that they would do is they'd have mandatory wait times. 
uh, some some oh, yeah. laws to chip away Roe v. Wade, mandatory wait times, um, where you have to wait 72 hours. Some women don't have 72 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Things like this. Uh, making it super long to where you end up bringing the baby to term anyway. Mm-hmm. Where it's like not illegal, but it's impossible to get, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason why we're bringing this up now is I'm mm-hmm. sure you're you're all aware out there yeah. that uh, there's a lot of states that are cracking down on their abortion laws. And also there was the uh, unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's never happened before, which in a way I think is kind of dumb because they're like, oh, well, we can't have the American people thinking about what we're going to do. And it's like, you're mm-hmm. the only body that we don't actually directly vote on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It freaks me out more than anything, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, some of these laws that are coming out, like the Texas bounty hunter law, right? Where you can turn yeah. somebody in looking for an abortion and, and get money for it. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Uh, How absolutely dare terrifying. they call that the Texas bounty hunter law? That should be such a cooler law. Right. right, you know, is it called that, <laughs> or are we just calling it? Referring I'm to calling it, it that. Well, <laughs> um, I'd like to think of it having more to do with Chuck Norris, maybe giving a roundhouse kick, you know, <laughs> to a bad guy. You got Chuck um, Norris. You got Boba Fett. You know, he's giving a roundhouse kick to an abortionist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to think he's doing a roundhouse kick to like I don't know someone who's like smuggling. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I know where Chuck Norris stands on this. Something we can all agree is bad. Yeah, I don't know. I think we all know where Chuck Norris stands on uh, this, unfortunately. Uranium? Plutonium? Uh, Oh, uh, bootleg total gems from uh, the former (laughs) Soviet (laughs) Union. He's like, me and Christy Brinkley did not sign off on this. Yeah. We don't want these damn Soviet total gems in here. Yeah. We got to hunt him down. Yeah. Remember when I when I when I listed off all those percentages, right? Six weeks was was the um, the most, right? And then it, it kind of spikes up towards nine to ten, right, in that area. Well, Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky, Ohio, and Georgia all have draconian abortion ban laws on the books that would ban any abortion after six weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. No exceptions for rape and incest, which is troubling uh, mm-hmm. because, yeah. I, I mean, for a myriad of reasons <laughs> that we just discussed, yeah. Uh, yeah. it is troubling. It's troubling I to mean, see the, our country moving that way. It's also very clear that they, uh, you know, they have more of a problem with uh, or they, they're more interested in controlling women's bodies than they're worried about women getting raped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to end up like, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up uh, prosecuting, if, if more women end up being prosecuted uh, for whatever the charge is when it comes to, uh, you know, getting an illegal abortion, uh, right. then people that are actually being charged with rape, like it's, it's, I mm-hmm. could definitely see that outcome. And also when you're, uh, prosecuting women, we've seen it happen, uh, especially in a lot of, uh, like in other countries this has happened, but it gets to a point where they just start prosecuting women that have had miscarriages. Yeah. And even if they don't end up taking 
like the case, like even if it, if it gets dismissed eventually, that's, it's, it's insane. It's ridiculous. They're like eventually going to start policing every aspect of that. And that's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, well, like, like in the story of Jane, when, when they had, you know, a couple of late, you know, around 20, 21, 22 week, you know, people that, that were looking for that and they gave them miscarriages, you know, and then had to bring them to the hospital. The hospital didn't treat, treat it like a miscarriage. They treated mm-hmm. it like an abortion. Yeah. And that's, for me, that's enough. Like when, when, when some of these people are like point to one law that says that they're going to consider it, you know, uh, miscarriages, abortions. And it's like, dude, it, it's just going to be that way. I promise you, it'll just be that way. It's been that way before at least. So Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be more difficult in uh, cases like ectopic pregnancies, which yeah. are, you know, generally hopefully caught early on into a pregnancy. Uh, and that's, you know, a time when it's an absolutely it's medical. It's an intervention that has to happen uh, to say that it's not a pregnancy that would go to term anyway, but it can mm-hmm. very, very quickly kill a woman and mm-hmm. it's going to complicate that process as well, just being able to get an abortion for a very, very clear, obvious medical issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or if the you know, if the woman has a, a malicious form of cancer, you know, yeah, like Hodgkin's yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's going to put yeah. doctors at risk too. The doctors that yeah. are willing to perform these things, like it's it, it's not okay. No, no. <laughs> Does tubal pregnancy fall into this uh, bucket? Yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Because yeah. that's a thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. And you essentially need abortion services for that. Yep. Yeah. Because you got to go in surgically and you got to get rid of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final thoughts? It's <laughs> about to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm glad Sally's here because it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm very pro-choice and I have a lot of opinions on this, but it, the truth is it's sort of like, you know, as a man, I feel like I have to step back and let, you know, somebody with a uterus have these decisions and have their say, you know, I can Absolutely. listen, you know, but if I'm saying my opinions, I'm sort of saying what my opinions are based off of what I've heard from people who have a right to speak on this. Does that make but sense? It's also, yeah. it's also important because like, what's more powerful than the voice and opinion of a, of a white man, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's just how it is. And so mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately there's a you time have a point. and place. Yeah. There's a time Chris, and place. You should definitely isolate that women, sound but. well it's like i mean with the unfortunately this is why i'm still vocal about what my opinion is right yeah but i'm just i'm um it's i hesitate to always like have to pick my words carefully but the truth is like i am very opinionated i'm very pro-choice i i just uh and yeah maybe you know more men stood up and like to help you know unfortunately like you know we white men are going to just kind of listen to more. And that's just the way our society society is built. If more white men stand up for women in this regard. And as uh, as long as you're not like talking over, uh, it, it it doesn't mean that it shouldn't, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, women are just, we're so emotional. So I mean, <laughs> we just get, we're like looking at this, this topic, like it's way too emotionally charged. Yeah. We can't you get hysterical you know, and yeah, probably on the rag or something. <laughs> so should not be listened to anyway. Right. But I, I, is 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 I think the core message like you kind of need like a bit of a unified front because God knows that they have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. The, 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 the people that want to take away women's rights, you know, um, they're, men, they're, men, men kind of have to stop being like icky. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that aspect, you know. And you, dude, knock it off. Grow up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what's yeah. icky? Wax-covered dicks, okay? That's <laughs> icky. Yeah. You know what's icky? Yeah. Having sex with a mule. Yeah, that yeah. is icky. Yeah. yeah. But also, I will, like, when you you look at, like, images of pro-life, quote-unquote pro-life uh, marches and events, it's, it's very split down the middle. It's very, like, you know, 50-50 equal representation on both sides, men and women. But at least, you know, if you look at images of even just a few weeks ago in Seattle, uh, any sort of reproductive rights, any sort of pro-choice or abortion rights uh, rally, the majority of people there uh, seems are female identifying. And Mm -hmm. it would be cool to see uh, that uh, equal representation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. See more of that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean that is that is to say, like what I'm saying. Yeah, because it's, it's not it's just a lady problem. On. No, it isn't. It's it's absolutely not, and it's like any any rights that are taken from any of us are yeah uh, people that care about us, human right? rights. Mm-hmm. It, it's just you know I'm not. <laughs> there's so many like groups of people that are affected by these sort of, you know, archaic decisions on whatever, whoever you happen to be. And I don't look or live in that kind of body that has that, but I still am affected by that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have, and because of that, I feel the necessity to fight for these people. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, simply just something I believe in. Um, Mm -hmm. And to also, you know, I've heard, these so-called uh, pro-lifers uh, talk about pro-choice men, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, yeah. they called they called pro-choice men uh, weak for for this reason because they they just want to fuck and then leave all of them mm-hmm. right. Uh, this is not true. Uh, my grandfather, who's probably the strongest motherfucker I've ever met, was surprisingly uh, pro-choice, based simply on the grounds that. He was like, I, I don't have the right to tell a woman what to do with her body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, he was certainly not weak. You know what it's I mean? It's as simple as that. Was, it really is as simple as that. And and the man had seven children, you know, multiple children, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, the thing is, is like, he wasn't just in it to fucking leave. So, again, I, 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 I try to not generalize what people you know all, all of these things surrounding this issue uh, even even these pro-lifers although i will caution them that again the company you keep are with these people i just want you mm. i just want you to know that 
that mm-hmm. you, you're you're comfortable and complicit with these people. As long as you're cool with that, I, I don't give a shit. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, seem pretty pleased with themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They seem very happy, well-adjusted people. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah, uh, they don't army seem of to mind. God people. Yeah. Aug. All right, everybody. That was our show. You, you know dour stuff sometimes yeah. you know yeah. and uh if you made it to this point through the episode and you still like us i'm <laughs> really i really i'm very thankful so thank yeah, you all are. thank our listeners we love you so much um all you listeners know. are great yeah they're wonderful wonderful people all oh, every last one of them uh i am christopher whedon thank you for listening and i as always am a history boy and that's right, folks. Uh, I am Tyler Armentrout, uh, history boy extraordinaire. If mm. you liked the episode and you want to listen to more, you can find us on all the places where you found this one. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us, you know, positive reviews anywhere you can go, whether it be a thumbs up on the YouTube, uh, you know, uh, positive review on Spotify, all across the board. If you really like us, you can you can support us for as little as a dollar a month on patreon if you go as high as five you get access to the patreon exclusive show the history boys presents the tyler m Chow project featuring christopher whedon uh <laughs> new episodes every month we got a new one coming up very mm-hmm. very soon um and uh and yeah and uh you know support us if you like us and uh and actually even if you have suggestions for episodes questions comments concerns that's where you go to historyboyspodcast at gmail.com. So. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. And I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy. As always, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we, we, we love all of our listeners and uh, uh, Patreon people as well. And real quick, I just want to mention, this is something we sort of decided on uh, listener submissions. Um, there's a lot of them, uh, and I want to get to all of them. So we decided that what we're going to do is this. You can be anybody, any listener, to submit an idea for a show. You send that to our email or in our DMs on social media, and we will add it to the list, right? But what we're going to do is we're going to, for the $1 level, the the very bottom level on our Discord, we're going to vote which one of those comes first and we'll, we'll we'll figure out you know an, uh, a, a reasonable way of conducting uh voting and things like that uh, mm-hmm. but that's what we're gonna do and that way it just it, 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 uh, it's a little bit more equitable instead of me deciding you know right then and there um i feel like sometimes people get left out that way so that's what i'm gonna start doing i don't know how often we're gonna do the vote uh you know maybe let me know um you know, if you have any ideas for that, this is an evolving idea. You can let me know and, uh, you know, get on our discord and, and make your voice heard. There are two. There are two ideas that I'm not going to put up to a vote. I'm already going to work on them. And uh, just so our listeners know who that is, uh, they know who they are. Right. I want to say Kurtz, Mr. Jason yeah. Kurtz, friend of the show. Uh, his idea is definitely getting made. It's just, it's a daunting, it's a daunting one, and it's big, and it's going to take me a little bit more time than the normal episode. So that's going to happen. I just have to do a lot of work. Um, So it'll be good when it comes out. 
but it's it's going to come slower than others. Uh, another one is Kobe. Kobe had a really great um, idea. I, 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 I didn't really know anything about it uh, and fell down a rabbit hole uh, desperately trying to find books about it. There are few, but maybe I can have enough resources to pull together a really interesting story on that because I think that story uh, deserves to be told. Uh, you know who you are. You know what that story is. Um, I just want to tell those two uh, are going to get made. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, th- I, I want to vote on all of them. I think it would be really fun and a really cool idea for you know mm-hmm. fans to submit and then fans to vote, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool to do. Yeah. So that's what we're, that's what we're going to do. And uh, on this episode, I just want to thank uh, Sally Jordan for being here thank with us. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, great yeah. time. Thank you. I, I'm glad you had a good time. Great time yeah. talking about talking about rough stuff, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. someone's got to do it. Yeah, right. Well, we yeah. liked having you here. You're welcome back anytime. Maybe we'll oh, talk yeah. about something better, like I don't know, sporks or some other history <laughs> thing. That's ice cream. Maybe a little less. Yeah, Publish. I do have questions. The waffle cone. Mm, googly eyes themselves. Yeah. That would oh, be yeah. interesting. One. History googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds uh, good. Put that in the submissions, Jerry. We'll yeah. vote on that. Yeah. There you Just go. Get all the votes. Uh, <laughs> Sally, uh, do you want to do you want to talk about um, following you on 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 Twitter, Twitch, uh, anything? Yeah, like that? you can find me um, at Silly Jupiter on on Twitch and on Twitter, and sometimes I use those things. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I take breaks, though. Sometimes. You know. Life gets in the way. It sure yeah. does. Yeah. Sleep. Uh, it's weird how yeah. having a grown-up job just oh. depletes oh, all the no all the, the, the the fun stuff. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. at Silly Jupiter, it's like Sally Jupiter from Watchmen, but silly. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so uh, yeah, and uh, vote in your pr- primaries. Vote in your yeah. local yeah. elections. Mm-hmm. Do that. Uh, Agreed. Oh, actually, uh, I'm I'm a producer for Naked Brunch. Uh, oh. uh, every Saturday uh, at four, at the rendezvous. It's no prepared material. Right. Comedy yeah. open mic. Sign ups at four. No prepared material. Only riffing mm-hmm. and crowd work. That's that's pretty nice. cool. That's a that's that's a pretty interesting idea. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. At, at a, the unofficial time. headquarters of the History Boys. Uh, yeah, the rendezvous. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Sally, yeah. do you want to take us out? Love you, bye. Yay.